And hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And you might have noticed there was a little change in the intro music today. We usually come into Patty and the Rats with that epic opening instrumental playing us in. Where but Red Paints the Ocean. Where Red Paints the Ocean. Uh, that was the song I was going to say, but I was... Mitch, Sorry. you know Patty and the Rats better than me, so... I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. It's okay. But we're using different music. The lovely voice of Caleb Scott. I keep dancing on my own. And Ring if you hear the that... Bell, Jack! Well, he's ringing a cowbell that was brought in here. Okay. Hang so, on. There we go. <laughs> yes, if you hear that sound, it's a cowbell. Okay, okay, okay. I think we get. I think we get enough of it. <laughs> that, that that's that's good. That does that does the job. That does the job. That okay. does the job. That does Ring the bell. job. Well, the everyone. The Phillies are two games to one, leading the Houston Astros in the World Series. What a day! What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive for you, yes. Uh, Phillies, like you mentioned, 2-1 lead in the World Series. We have so much to get to today. Boy, we have World Series Game 3, uh, you know, recap and thoughts. Preview a little bit of Game 4, move to NFL. We not only have this week's slate of games to talk about, we have our full trade deadline reactions, every move yeah. that went down over the course of the past couple days. Then college football playoff rankings came out. I don't really, you know, I don't put too much weight into those, but those are, you know, a point worthy of talking about. Preview some of the big games upcoming this week, including number one versus number two, Tennessee and Georgia happening down in Athens. That's one we will certainly spend some time on. And if time permits, we will get to a little bit of NHL tidbits, including the Flyers' solid start. They fell one nothing at the hands of the Rangers in overtime last night. Carter but that Hart will looks be safe. awesome, though. Carter Hart does look awesome. I do have a stat about the Flyers, though, that I will mention. When we when slash if we get there. Once again, before we get into everything we are going to talk about today, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Yes. It is greatly appreciated uh, from the Always. bottom and Mitchell's eyes, hearts. Uh, I don't know if that made any sense. What? But <laughs> from the bottom, bottom and of, Mitchell's eyes. No, the bo- I'm at the bottom. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. What? From the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> there we go. What does that mean? I don't know. From I don't... the bottom and Mitchell's eyes. <laughs> I meant from the bottom of Mitchell's and. I don't know, like, oh, grammatically. Mitch and eyes? Yes, yeah. There we go. Oh! There we go. There we go. That's what I meant. I couldn't find it. I tried to piece it together. Mitchell's eyes. I, I tried Which to... don't work, by the I way. I tried to piece it together, and it just derailed. It derailed before it even started. Good so. job, Jack. You did it. <laughs> Day three! Give it up for game three! Oh, my goodness. Let's move into it. Let's do it. A little Mr. Phillies Krabs action there. roll over. Phillies roll. Obliterate! And dominate the Astros seven to nothing. Lance McCullers Jr. got hit around, and that's putting it lightly. Uh, there were rumors of him tipping his pitches, and I saw the videos. I really didn't watch the game last night. I was busy watching my Islanders beat the Blackhawks three to one in Chicago. Good win. It's a Islanders little less in important, row. Jack. Yeah, but I'm not a Philly fan, so it's not. But you're a baseball fan. I am. Oh no, I was following the game. I just wasn't watching it. Okay. All so right. I, I was following like the updates, like the scores, see what's going on, um, gotcha. the trends. But I wasn't like sitting here. Uh, you know, just full on watching the game as like a diehard fan moment. Like it's not, it's not, it's the World Series, which is great, but it's not the Mets. So it's not like I have my eyes glued to the television. But I, I am getting phone updates. I definitely had my eyes glued to this to this television. Oh well, yeah, it makes sense. Department. You're you're a Phillies it was fan. Nuts! It was popping off. 
Well, uh, it got started right away. The fireworks were happening at the bank. Bryce Harper, first Second inning. Second straight pitch he's seen at CBP delivered to the seats. Got a 85-mile-an-hour uh, hanger right down Main Street, and he turned on it and belted it to right center, put the Phillies ahead two-zip early. There was no doubt after that, Jack. No, there wasn't. You know, And then that conversation with Harper and Bohm, and then he hits the first pitch home run to left center, makes it 3 nothing. Then Marsh goes yard, that one that just barely got out over that right center field fence. Poor fan. Uh, yeah, really just could not hang on. That's tough. Uh, but then Schwarber goes yard for a two-run shot, and Hoskins delivers again. So really, it was the top three of this lineup really delivering like it's been all year at home. You know, Schwarber, Hoskins, and, uh, and Harper, I should say, top four. Ramita sandwiched in at three. He had a bit of a rough night. But, you know, really just the top four getting it done uh, like it's been for the Phillies at home. So, yeah, uh, look, great game, great performance. And, look, as the games go on, the realization of the Phillies bringing on the championship is just dawning upon me. Is I said it, it to I said it to Mitch. It? I said it to Mitch on after Saturday. One. On Saturday after game one, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. And my prediction stands: you said Phillies in six. I will join you now. Phillies will win it in they six. They might do it in five. Maybe, maybe they might do it in five. Jack, Jack, they might do it in five. And I think a big point that not a lot of people are talking about: how much does that weather postponement? On, on Monday, oh my benefit the Phillies. I oh, mean, everyone's they talking don't, about it here. They don't have to throw out Syndergaard. They yeah. instead throw out Suarez, who goes five really, really strong innings, three hits, great. one walk, four Ks. And then the bullpen really shut it down from there. But it's like, you know, not having to throw Syndergaard on a start is just absolutely monumental to change the series. And then... They'll pitch him game five, though. It's not like he's not there. It's just, it got moved... I think yeah. it's huge though because the momentum of this series exactly is now you get totally Nola shifted. now you get Nola out tonight against Christian Javier and it's like almost it's like someone wrote this story before uh, the Braves are up two one last year Christian Javier pitched in Atlanta Christian Javier is pitching in Philly the Braves went on to win uh, the Astros uh, won Game five and forced a Game six before Zach Wheeler will go out in, in Game six and probably get the win so Phillies in well, six he he got hit around the other night this he did isn't but look, over look this feels like a year. Where the stars are aligning, everything yeah, absolutely everything does. is coming together at the right time. Even the universe is getting it on the line. Mother Nature is saying, "Eh, we're going to rain a little bit on Monday." Just a little bit. Yeah. So, look, the stars are aligning, not just on the field. External factors are playing into Philly's advantage, and it's not an excuse making. Look, the Astros got a, they didn't show up last night, uh, and all credit to the Phillies for winning that game. They played well. They were the better team, and that's just the fact of the matter. But before we get back to our game three discussion, a quick message from the KU Notebook. Attention, KU students. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty and student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skill set to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.cutstown.edu slash UGRC and look under Grants and Sponsored Projects. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Cutstown University, KU. Welcome back to Heavy Ears, everybody, on this wonderful Wednesday. Very nice weather we have here today in Cutstown. The sun's out. Uh, not a lot of clouds, blue skies, it's clear. Uh, get past that rain, man. Uh, but it's just nice. It's just fall weather, you know. This is not fall. This not, is not, November. Yeah, What's yeah. Not on? not fall weather, I should say. It's more like September weather, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're yeah. making a transition late summer into That's early exactly fall. Exactly what this it is. is what it is. But transition. it's nice. I like it. It's not it's not hot enough where you're having to wear like shorts, but you can throw on a nice little What are you talking? 
What are you talking about? You're wearing shorts. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. I meant to say, it is hot enough where you can still wear shorts, but you can also go like sweatpants and jeans and throw on a little, you know, lighter sweatshirt if you'd like. So. I was jeans yesterday, yeah. shorts today. I got the jeans on today. I got yeah. a little light, lighter cuts town uh, sweatshirt on. So. I got, yeah, I got my shorts and then I got my Cliff Lee t-shirt jersey and then i brought my my philly just because it gets uh it gets freezing in this studio yeah this studio is pretty cold so but I, for I good reason came prepared yeah oh, for good reason don't so. want the station overheating now yeah Ooh. don't want the station Come burning on. up so Come on. back what to was our discussion burning up was the phillies bats to transition back to what we were talking about i mean this is what we talked about jack anyone can analyze home runs right anyone can say well that was a great swing by harper and and Schwarber's ball went a mile again, and I called the Hoskins home run. How about that? After giving up the uh, the run on the error in Game 2, homers in Game 3, the game was already pretty much out of reach by that point anyways, but feels good for little, Mitch, little old Mitchie here. Well, But anyone can analyze that. How about, I mean, let's talk about the overarching theme here, which is Dave Dombrowski. Dave Dombrowski's the man right now, Jack. He makes this happen. He... I know he wasn't here to draft Hoskins or Bohm. But he put this team together. He put it absolutely He got the key pieces. He kept Bohm around. And he got Marsh, which everyone criticized at the time giving away Ohapi. But look how valuable JT is. And, And we have a couple other prospects following behind him. And look at Marsh now. They said, they said when they made the trade, we think, like, if we get anything from him offensively, it's a plus. But we think we see some things there. He's going to get in and work with Kevin Long, and we think he can be a valuable offensive piece. He's got a two-homer postseason going right now, and we're not done yet. And he, he had two hits last night. Brandon Marsh is, a piece, is, a, is an important piece of this team. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? The Kyle Schwarber move is genius. Nick Castellanos is becoming a defensive weapon. I don't know what world I'm living in. It's like everyone he brought in is contributing. Every like the people that didn't have a moment last like coming into last night, I thought it was pretty much Bohm, and that's it. And Bohm hits a laser home run over the left field wall. Everyone is contributing. The yeah. only people without a home run in this lineup are uh, Stott. Stott, Segura, and Veerling when he's in. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's a full. It's been a full team effort. Look, every you know that's what it takes to win a championship. And look. You know, you mentioned the team getting hot at the right time, and that's been the theme, and that's obviously been exactly what's happening with this club. But look, it's happening at all levels of this team. You know, they're going to guys like Connor Brogdon. Connor Brogdon! Who was garbage. I didn't garbage. want to see him pitch ever again Connor after the Brogdon, Braves incident. Connor Brogdon was flat-out garbage the last couple of years. It's just what he was. He was yes. not a good pitcher out of the yes. bullpen. He, he would show flashes of having a couple you know, couple weeks where it's like, okay, Brogdon, he's got some good stuff right now. But then he'd ultimately revert back to being... Pretty much an unusable pitcher and giving up a lot of runs out of the pen. But look, he gave up that gotten... comeback in the in the uh, division series against the Braves that almost exactly. lost us game one. Yep, and then, and then y- y- Kyle Gibson threw a scoreless inning. Nick Nelson threw a scoreless inning. The Phillies bullpen hasn't allowed a run through three games. Yeah, outperforming the bullpen of the Astros. Who would have thought? I know you didn't predict that, Jack. You gave the edge to the Astros. I said Philly's bullpen can hold its own. My man Andrew Bellotti, my pick to click, he, well, he had a scoreless inning. It didn't matter at that point, so it, I'm not going to ride that one high. I mean, in fairness, the Astros bullpen really hasn't given up a lot of runs. It's Gave up a crucial JT homer. I mean, yeah, but that was also not one of the premier relievers. They made a Dusty Baker bad management decision. You have Ryan Stanek sitting out of the bullpen and said you go with your 
long man slash five starter Luis Garcia, and he gives up a home run in the first batter he sees. So, you know, I think, Love look, it. Dusty back, Dusty Backer, Dusty Baker. Dusty Backett. He, uh, he's had a pretty bad series managing, honestly. I think Rob Thompson has had the edge in managerial Rob Thompson's decision. running circles around people. It's, it's just, look, he's a guy who's been pressing all the right buttons. He's instilled confidence in this team, and it's showing in every way possible right now. They're up 2-1. Game four is tonight. Interesting to see if the Astros can, you know, respond like they did in game two. That is to be seen. We'll see how that happens. Uh, no, color, another couple interesting notes. Uh, Mattress Mac, I think his name is, he put a huge wager on the Astros to win the World Series. And uh, he got into it with some Phillies fans last night after the game. Uh, but that's just typical funny stuff, really. It's just like, well, oh, it, it wasn't any physical. Are... It was just it was just like verbal stuff. It yeah. was just these explicit. fans are revved up. Did you see that atmosphere last night? Did you see it? Yeah, it went crazy. I knew a couple people were at the game. Yeah. So... My uh, my one roommate had a friend at the game, and it, it was just pandemonium. That yeah. stadium, when Harper hit that home run, must was, be nice. There was no doubt we were winning. There was no doubt, no doubt after that. It became a party by the fifth inning. I didn't. I wasn't stressed for half that game. I want to feel. I want to feel. I'm not going to even say this. I was going to say I want to feel World Series stress, Jack, because it's so awesome. No, keep giving me these. Keep giving me seven nothing, five home runs. Uh, what did Joe Davis call them? The South Philly Bombers. I think that's what he said after the Hoskins homer. Yeah. What are um, we doing? Well, what are we doing? We do have some bad news. Bad news. Um, bad news. If the Phillies were to win a championship, it will affect many people's pockets. Every time a Philadelphia baseball team has won the World Series, oh, yeah. an economic recession slash crisis has gone into effect. Uh, this is not just a one-off. This has happened multiple times it's when like the Philadelphia four, Athletics yeah. won it in twenty-nine. Uh, the Great Depression immediately followed. In 1980, when the Phillies beat the Royals, uh, the worst economic crisis since World War II uh, took place. From 1980, lasted all the way, I believe, to like 83. Uh, and then 2008, uh, when the Phillies won the World Series, I think it was like the... Great Recession. Yeah, the Great Recession with the uh, and all the housing crisis stuff. So be prepared. Be prepared if the Phillies win. Uh, there could be an economic crisis slash recession uh, shortly thereafter. So... When Philly baseball There'll wins, be a recession in my grades because I'm <laughs> skipping class to go to Broad Street for a parade. When uh, Jack, do you understand that that's a serious possibility? I now have to consider what day is the parade going to be. Yeah, must like, be nice. What is going on? Yeah, that must be nice. What is, I was, I, I didn't attend the Eagles parade, so I was sick. But must be nice. I mean, oh my! And, and there's a lot of discussion like on on Philly sports talk and stuff about is this better than the 2017 run? This is better 100%. than the 2017 100%. run. This is insane. Because the Eagles were expected to get to the Super Bowl that no, year. No, they were not. Well, okay, they, look. They were, what the, the, are you? No one saw them coming beginning of the year, first of all. They went on the run, and then people no, were like, no, no, this no. is but a when Super they Bowl made the team. But when they made the playoffs. No. When Wentz went down, everyone's like, they're done. I know they got a lot of wins already. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be the one seed, but they're done. And it was a gutsy win against the Falcons. And then they beat the brakes. Off of the uh, Vikings, the Vikings there. Yeah. And then that team a Super Bowl for good. the ages, by the way. That, you know, that, that Vikings team was nothing special. They got no, lucky to get they by. Were they awful. got bailed out to get by New Orleans with the Minneapolis Bailed miracle. out, and they got bailed out that they didn't have to play the Rams. Yeah. Well, no, that was, no, that was a different year. No, the Rams in 2017 were a great team that I believe lost to Atlanta. In the first round, uh, yes, you could be right about. It. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. I but. believe so. And the Ram, the Rams were supposed to be. That was back when they had Gurley. Uh, that was yeah. like a very high-powered offense that was supposed to be 
tearing it up. Oh, yeah, and then the Falcons and shut the them down. Falcons absolutely yeah. shut them yep, down. Yep, that was in L.A. Falcons yes. Falcons ran away with it because they uh, they held that offense in check early, couldn't run the ball, and then mm-hmm. uh, Jared Goff really couldn't do much of anything through the year. It was the makeup uh, for 28-3 uh, to campaign. Yeah, exactly. It did not go well because so. biggest play of the game, Julio Jones falls down. <laughs> now here's a guy. No, here's a guy who fell down on the biggest play of the game. Uh, Love but, it. Yes. So, anyways, but this is this is magical. Like, let let's take a brief second to walk back through this. We're at Game Four of the World Series tonight, and the Phillies are winning the series. But it started with the Cardinals series, and we should have lost Game One. Should have lost Game One. But a miraculous comeback, topped off by Gene Segura, the longest non-playoff player in the league. Wins the game for the Phillies in the ninth inning. It was incredible. Game two, Harper, game-winning home run. You know, we scored two, but it was a pitcher's duel. Harper with the game-winning home run. Then we go to Atlanta, and we put it on them, and it looks like a classic Phillies giving it up, 7-1, to one, cursed number, loss. But, you know, Eflin shuts it down, or I think it was Eflin, shuts it down finally in the ninth. Lost ugly because of the uh, Hoskins error in game two, only for Hoskins to have one of the biggest Phillies moments ever with his home run at Citizens Bank, and they turned into a rout those two games. Atlanta was pushed out of Philly with a vengeance. And, and, then, then, the a, and then the NLCS. Mitch, I, basically I, the same I, thing yeah. happened. Uh, you know, you're we right. Do it's have to just go to magical. Break, Everything's lining up. Sorry Everything is lining up. No, you're good. So much time. You, you are good. We, we will finish up your walk back, uh, you know, to wrap up your recap of your magical postseason. Must be nice to have a team that gets that far. Um, oh, it is. Anyway, we we do have to take our first break. When we come back, final thoughts on Game 3, brief thoughts on Game 4, and then we will move on. We have a lot of NFL to talk about, like I mentioned, at the top of the hour. Uh, And then after that, college football, no, outside of the game previews, there are another big couple of headlines out from there that we touched upon a little bit on Monday, but I want to get a little more to today uh, on the NHL Time Permit. So stay with us right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are Kutztown Heavy Hitters coming your way on the flip side of this break. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are Mitchell Smedley on my le- to my left. I am Jack Hine. We are coming back at you with our MLB discussion, wrapping up our Game 3 thoughts of the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros, and giving our a brief preview of Game 4 before we shift our focus into our NFL discussion here in our number one, our number two. Plenty more sports talk coming your way then, but back to the MLB discussion, Mitch. Can I make a, a brief note, Jack? What? Uh, what? What do you Before want? we no, get into game four and such. Do you mind? No, I get it. <laughs> before we get into game four and such, let's, I, I have one thing to say about game five, and that is that because of the rain delay, talk about things lining up, okay? Talk about things lining up. Because of the rain day, which I was initially very upset about because it now conflicts with the Eagles, but the Phillies will be at home on a Thursday which means we may be seeing the powder blue throwback Thursday jerseys. They did announce they will wear those. In the World Series. It's been announced. Yeah, I said might. I, I meant like we are. Like, it's happening. We are. We're not talking about Penn State. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, oh that was awful. God. That was terrible. That was, that was funny. This is, this is my dream. This is my, like, I didn't realize how bad I wanted. Well, I did because, uh. I had there was like a night where I was like, oh, they should wear the light blue, you know, even though it's not a Thursday. Like, I, they're just my favorite jerseys, you know that. And now it's gonna happen, and th- we might clinch the World Series in them. Do you know, like, wearing the jerseys we wore in nineteen eighty? Like, do you know how crazy that would be? That would be crazy. Sorry, I was pulling insane. up some things. Anyways, uh, but uh, as I was saying, the magical run really culminated in the uh, in the NLCS. I there's so many. 
ties that Phillies fans are making back to the the playoffs of 08, 09. Like the Schwarber home run, like that is the Matt Stairs home run. Like put them side by side, it's the same thing. Um, the, the Harper thing is unmatched. That Harper game-winning, series-winning home run, that is unmatched. That's one of the best sports moments of my life and probably will be for a long time. Not the best, you know, Eagles, Super Bowl, Phillies are going to win the World Series, but that home run is e it's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Um, it, you're right. Everything has come together. All the pitchers that we thought were terrible are showing up. Uh, even the pitchers we thought were great. We've lost three games. They've been two-wheeler and a NOLA start. Do you know how crazy that is? What's going on? We haven't lost a game that's not Wheeler or Nola pitching. Crazy series. Crazy playoffs. Just crazy run. I'm just so in love with this baseball team. And now the Astros are just one loss. One more, one less loss than us in the playoffs. They came in undefeated. They've lost two of three. They're shell-shocked. They can't play in Philly. Give me a break. Yeah. Break. McCullers is tipping his pitches. Um, it's clear as day. Look, that, that's what was happening. Obviously, I don't think it was intentional, but... If you watch the two side-by-side clips of him winding up to throw a fastball and throwing a breaking ball, his leg kick on his drive foot forward is way higher when he's throwing a breaking ball compared to throwing a fastball. I mean, it's it, it, you cannot if you're tipping your pitches, you cannot make it that clear as day. I mean, these are professional baseball players; they're obviously going to pick up on that, and, and I think they did. We saw Obviously. Harper. We saw Harper go Talk up to Bohm after his home run. And what does Bohm do? No, before first the home run. swinging home run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, after Harper's home yeah, run. After Harper, yeah, after Harper. You know, yeah, there sorry. was just so many. I, I don't feel bad. You lose track after so many home runs. Right? And then, and then Bohm first pitch swinging home pitch run. First pitch one. Yeah, it's like you it's obviously so obvious. know. It's so obvious. It is like the common. It's just. It's just. Un, un, unreal. Unreal. Jack, uh, you were talking about this is a nightmare scenario for you. I hear it in the voice now. Yeah, it's like. It's like three of the last four years. Like, unreal. <laughs> like, unreal. Like, when? When do I get my moment in the sun? For crying out loud. You made the playoffs this year. I don't. Uh, enough. Enough. I know. I know. It's Maybe next like, year, buddy. It's Yeah, okay. I've been saying that for the last 20 years. Well, actually, I can't. I couldn't talk enough. At least one, you've so. been able to say that because the Phillies, most of these eleven years, we went in being like, "Oh, we are still like five years away. This is a problem. Like, there is nothing good here." Cameron Rupp was our catcher. <sighs> I remember those days. Yeah, the good old days. Tyler Goodell was in our left field. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the Reese song, Hoskins played left field for a while. You know, you know the song "Stressed Out" by Twenty One Pilots. I'm stressed out. Yeah. Wish we could turn back time. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. This is beautiful. No, this is awful. I love awful. This. I this like is it. literally I terrible. It. And now add Trey Turner next year. Mm. It's just like mm. and Marsh is unreal. now an offensive plus. And when am I? Up when am I going to be able to have some? Years? When am I going to be able to have some happiness in my baseball life? Like when? Boom doesn't look like a bust, and he's going to be here for a while. Stott is incredible. He's going to be here for a while. He's the shortstop of the well, future. You know what? This brings up a really good point because according to Mr. Like Future Predictor Guy on Twitter, who predicted every every title from... Again, I mentioned this in an earlier show. You did? I don't know about this. 2019, this guy puts out a tweet of every... I'm predicting every MLB champion the next 10 years. Wow. If the Phillies win this year, he is three for three. No way! Three for three. He said Dodgers in 2020, they beat the Rays in six. Braves in 2021, they beat the Astros in six. Phillies in 2022. What? Yeah. 
Who else? Who else is on the list? And then they have the Mariners winning two or three starting next year. What the? Mariners next year, Padres 2024, Mariners again in 2025. So they have Mariners winning two two chips in three years. It's not out of the question, but that's... No, those are two teams that are in it. Like, like, this is insane. Wow. I'm just in shock. I didn't know about that. You're sure it's from 2019? Yes. Yeah, the tweet literally says, uh, I think it's from the summer of 2019 or something like that. It says... Wow. Whatever the date is, slash 19. So it's from 2019. I'm like, what? That's outrageous. I'm like, that's just unreal. It's just really unreal. Well, we do have to uh, get to more talking points. Gold Glove winners were announced. Yes. We're going to run through them real quick, give our we'll rapid get, reaction. Then we'll actually get to game four. Well, from the <laughs> Phillies, JT Realmuto takes on the Gold Glove. JT Realmuto. I love Dan Baker, by the way. Second Gold Glove for him in his career. D-backs first base and Christian Walker takes on the Gold Glove at first base. Brendan Rodgers at second base. Braves shortstop Dancy Swans in a third upcoming free agent. Let's see if he sticks with the Braves. There's been rumors Nolan Arenado might opt out with St. Louis. Interesting. Wow. Uh, but uh, he wins his 10th gold glove. That's incredible. 10 gold gloves wow. for Arenado. Unreal. Cardinals are a dumpster fire. Quick right. outfield. Left field, Ian Happ for the Cubs. Trent Grisham from San Diego and Mookie Betts for the Dodgers. That wraps up oh, your Schwarber NL. Schwarber didn't get it. With the, oh, yeah. Oh, Schwarber didn't get it. Oh. Hey, Castellanos is playing like gold glove right now. Elite defender Kyle Schwarber did not take home the gold Dude, glove. Elite defender Nick Castellanos. Max Fried for the pitcher spot and Brendan Donovan, utility player. Should have been Luis Guillorme, but I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Ranger didn't get the gold glove? No. Huh. Goes to Max Ranger Suarez is a Freed. very good fielding pitcher. AL side. Jose Trevino for the Yankees gets the catching gold glove. Vlad Jr. at first from Toronto. Uh, we got Andres Jimenez from the Guardians at second. They had three people on this list. Wow. Very stout defensive team. Rookie stud Jeremy Pena from Houston. Gold glove at short. Ramon Arias from uh, Baltimore at third. Uh, and then outfield Stephen Kwan and Miles Straw in left and center, both from Cleveland. And Kyle Tucker wraps it up in right with the pitcher being another Guardian, Shane Bieber, and the utility player going to DJ LeMayu. Two strows uh, there. It's kind of ironic. Oh, not ironic. It's kind of uh, coincidental that, uh, you know, a lot of the good teams had the Gold Glove guys there. <laughs> uh, the Yankees, Guardians, and Houston uh, all had multiple appearances on this list, and they were three the three final teams remaining. Whoa, would you look at that? Who and they thought? got eliminated. And the team that everyone said their weakness is defense is winning the World Series right now. So I don't want to hear Do it. They still have a guy on the list, though. Yeah, they have one because he's incredible. He's like one of the best players in baseball. So I wish he was a Met. We were in the sweepstakes. You were in the – oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he literally came out that. and said, yeah, I was prepared to be a Met. And then for whatever reason, it kind of fell apart and he went to Philly. So Thank you. Yeah. Typical, Thank you. Typical Mets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy... Uh, it's I, it's literally at the point story. where I just want to bash my head through a wall when it comes to baseball. Like, I look, baseball is by far, my far and away, my favorite sport. I like, can tell. Like, it's just, I love the game so much. I know, and so that's why much. I feel somewhat bad that I feel like and it's the just season like, that you put me on your show, because this was Jack's show, right? The, the, <laughs> we start, we only brought me on for opening day, and then it, you know, things just progressed, and now we're here every week. I feel like I kind of robbed him, you know, as soon as he puts me on the Phillies win or hopefully win the World Series. It's like, what are we doing? I'm so sorry, buddy. Nationals 2019, Braves 2021. It's just like, honestly, I can't like the Marlins are so irrelevant to me that it doesn't even matter. Like they're not they're not going to win the World Series next year, so it's not going to be everyone but the Mets. Yeah, I would love but to like, like, be like, I hate the Marlins. But I, they I don't. won. They're so weird. But they've won two World Series since the Mets have won one. So like they've even gotten the moment before we have wow like what did what did the Mets do for 1986 what did we do like how much of our souls do we sell to win that championship like my god dude I 
how much of their soul did Houston sell for that championship with in that 2017? Curse, man, look at that. Like, yeah. how painful would that be to make it back every year? Assuming the Phillies win this year, which is not a given, by the way. We'll get into why and why not. But man, if they lose again, if they lose again, Jack. Yeah. Wow. Going through it. Like the Bills in the 70s. 90s, you mean? Nine. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. 90s. Lost four in a row. Yes. Lost now, the two. Steelers All were, NFC East teams, the by the Steelers way. Steelers crushed them in the uh, crushed everything in the AFC in the seventies. That's yes, Steel sir. Curtain there. Yeah, Steel Curtain. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, was it all NFC East teams? Yeah, Giants for the first one, Cowboys, Cowboys for two, and Washington for three. Man, what is it with the NFC East? Just you know, it's the <laughs> the Bills and the Patriots. Patriots three Super Bowl losses. NFC East teams. We uh we got the the two teams that did that there, but yes sir, so yes sir, we us. did go go us indeed. Well, we will preview Game Four really quickly before moving to our NFL discussion. That is tonight, eight oh three. Aaron Nola hey, faces hey, off against Christian Javier. Yeah. Lineups yet to be announced, but expect more of the same of what you've seen so far earlier in the series. Look, uh, what it comes down to for me is how efficient is Christian Javier going to be? I mean, look, McCullers got a rock last night. Phillies had five home runs. Uh, they were playing a little home run derby in Game Three. Javier's got to keep the ball in the ballpark. Uh, and he, you know, you can't tip your pitches. Uh, like, take a lesson from McCullers here. Keep your. Uh, I mean, you can. I mean, you could. It would be welcome. It's gonna. We'll, it's gonna, build, you, we'll build you a statue. It's in gonna Philly. go poorly for you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just. Where do you, I don't know? I just feel like this series has took such a turn. From when? last night. When do you think the turning point was? Like last night. It's just why it was one to one coming. In. Someone I know, had to lose. But like. The way the Phillies won, the I game. did not see them beating the brakes off them like that. It's at like all. it's so dominant. They're at home. The crowd is not going to die down one bit. This crowd smells blood, Jack. And it's like, yeah, like look, if we win tonight, tonight may be remembered as World it's Series. It's almost Eve. like there's like fresh blood in the water. It's like the Phillies are the predator, and the Astros are just there. Like they're, they're how the reversed wounded. is that? Yeah, I know. It's Astros crazy. came in as this big bad machine. Oh, look, I'm not saying it's over. No, 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 no. But it's the not way it is right now, I just don't like. You know when you get that feeling inside, like something is like it's going to happen. Yeah. Like that's just what I'm getting. That's it's wh- just like the feeling I'm getting is like, you know, last year when it was Braves Astros and it was at this point, I was like, okay, like the Astros then they still have a little bit of a shot. But like now it's just like, mm, it's like I get that gut feeling. It's like Philly's going to win tonight. The Astros will scrape their way by in Game 5, get out of there with it's a hard-fought, gutsy game, yeah. win, and then it'll go home, and then Wheeler will shove in Game 6, will make up for his Game 2 mishaps, and the Phillies will win, like, I don't know, like 4-1 in Game 6, and that's all she, you know, that's all she wrote. The Phillies will be champions, clinching, the, uh, clinching their playoff spot in Houston and winning the World Series in Houston. I would, If you laid that out right now, I would take that. But I, it could go... It could be Phillies in 5, honestly, but the Phillies are not out of the woods here yet. I mean... This is the swing point for me for the for this series. This is game four. Like the Phillies, I feel like the Astros are that good of a team that they could be down a game in a series and it's still basically even. Oh that's, yeah, that's how good I think the Astros are. And who could have scripted this any better? That the swing person in this whole series, in in the fate of Philadelphia, is Aaron Nola, the longest tenured Philly. On the bump tonight in what I define as the swing game. Because if Houston takes this and then there's a bullpen game tomorrow, even though it's in Philly, I, and then two games in Houston, like it could it could really spiral for the Phillies here. But, I mean, if Aaron Nola can – and the problem is he came out absolutely dominant against the Cardinals, but since that point has not looked great in the playoffs. 
and that's really concerning. Um, I'm now concerned about Aaron, and, and I would love to say I'm confident he's going to put all that behind him, but I'm not. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't think it's as disastrous as game one, but I, I think you're definitely going to see probably about three runs put up in the early innings by the by the Astros. Can the Phillies equal that, or will it take a late-game comeback? I don't know. Can the bullpen continue to hold up? There's a few question marks, but I think the biggest one, Aaron Nola, to swing the series. Mitch, the biggest that we didn't bring up is that, look, the Phillies have history on their side. Uh, the team whose player steals a base to win America Free Tacos has gone on to win the World Series 80% of the time. Wow. It's four-fifths. 2007, Jacoby Ellsbury, Red Sox won the World Series. Jason Bartlett for the Rays lost the World Series against the Phillies when there was a taco promotion. None, none other than 2012 when Angel Pagansel, the first base for the Giants. Giants went on to win. 2015, Lorenzo Cain against the Mets stole the first base. Royals won. We're going to just glance past that real quick, not talk about that one anymore. Uh, what a great year. Be quiet. Francisco Lindor, Indians lost in 2016, but then Astros. Oh, I, I got worried. Francisco one, two, Lindor. three, I four. You meant the Mets for a So second. five, let's see, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. So five years in a row now running. Wow. The team with the first base dealer winning America Free Tacos has won the World Series. And this year it's Kyle Maven, Maven with Houston. They won. Mookie Betts with Boston, they won. Trey Turner with Washington, they won. Mookie Betts with the Dodgers, they won. Ozzy Albies with Atlanta, they won. And now Kyle Schwarber. Will the Phillies be crowned World Series champions and make it six years running? I where the first hope player so. for the team to steal a base and win American Free Tacos goes on to win the championship. Interesting. It's an, it's an interesting streak. You got to mention it. Yes, you do. Because it is a pattern. Five years in a row doesn't happen by accident. You so. also got to mention that <laughs> Game 3 in Philadelphia World Series, 1993. Delay uh, rain. Yeah, delayed 2008. with rain. 2008, delayed with rain. 2009, delayed with rain. And now 2022. 2022 postponed. What is going on? Strange I, happenings. First of all, it's it's odd that all of the, all the game threes were in Philly, right? Yeah. Second of all, it's odd that it rained on all of those days. But third, it's odd that it actually resulted in delays all of those times. You know what I mean? It could rain earlier in the day, whatever. You know, It rained on this day in history and all these years. Great, but it actually... It actually changed the momentum of the, of the game, and we all know how the rain, you know, what 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 that the rain meant in two thousand eight. You know that built the the drama for an extra forty eight hours. But what a time, Jack! This is yeah. incredible. So before we go to break, I have one more point, and yeah. then when we come back, we're gonna go to NFL. Um, you know, big game four, obviously tonight. Uh, a lot hangs on the line in this one. Uh, the winner in this one can really dictate how the rest of the series goes because if Houston ties it to two, brand new series, it's guaranteed going back to Houston. Uh, but if the Phillies win, they oh. could clinch it on home field. Oh, and that would be difference-making. My goodness. So, interesting dynamic. One more point. There's a video of us, of Philly fans heckling McCullers as he's warming up in the bullpen. I was actually standing earlier this summer I saw that, in the yeah. same spot. I When the Braves were in town, me and my friend Nate, who's a big Braves fan, we went to the game, and we were walking around the park, and it was the middle of the game. No one was warming up. But uh, we walked down that area where you where you can look over and see the – a bunch of the relievers, and I saw Braves reliever Will Smith before he got traded. Uh, he was, for some reason, he was just staring at me. I don't know why. <laughs> so I, I just started staring back at him, and um, I wish I would have said something. Let's go, Matt, at the time, but uh, I didn't. And good thing I didn't because they ended up winning the division, which would have stunk. But yeah. <laughs> went ahead to eat my words. But it was just a funny interaction. I think it's a really cool part of Citizens Bank for the fans, and it gives the fans an advantage. Really, just getting pitchers' heads. That park is just incredible. It's measuring on the Richter scale from Penn State Brandywine. Yep, apparently. I saw that. Uh, it, Jack. There's no better atmosphere in sports. That is like oh, the twelves in Seattle. Yeah, Arrowhead, 151 decibels. Like. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, Citizens Bank is the best. Look at it. 
That's no. the most electric I've seen a stadium, and I don't even know how long. Well, and all of uh, do you mean professional or college too? College is tough because I mean there's they have so over many more people. Thousand, and I'd say pound for pound, y- it's the college kids. I'd say pound for pound, it's the best. Interesting. It's incredible. Interesting. 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 Well, we do have to take our final break of that one, everyone. When we come back, we will shift our focus into NFL talking trade deadline and week eight, I believe, right? Or nine. Nine. Week, week nine. nine. Thursday night football with the birds. I stand up. corrected. Week nine. Slate of games. Our picks and previews slash reactions uh, to the matchups coming your way next on the flip side of this break right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown. And welcome back to everybody right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. We were wrapping up our discussion about the World Series, Games 3 reaction, and Game 4 preview. The Philadelphia Phillies leading 2-1 to one World Series, Jack. Nah, we gotta remember. say the full title. Nah, nah. I'll gloss over that. No, 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 no. But they are 2-1. to one. Big decisive Game 4 tonight. Javier for the Astros, Noah for the Phillies. Hey, hey, Ron! Where are you? One more note, though. Interesting. Note, he's, he's a better pitcher on the road. He does yes. get hit a little bit more at home. We'll see if the Astros can take advantage of that tonight. Considering they got to him a little bit, uh, they got to him a lot early on in game one in Houston. So interesting I will to say, see how Nola goes tonight. I think this is a different story. I think this is such a different story. This crowd is going to forget anything that happened in the past between us and Nola. He will have the full support of 46,000 Philadelphians. I mean... Castellanos has talked about it. Harper's talked about it. Castellanos calls it the jungle. Like, this is just the best set of fans in in the league, in any league, really. I mean, it's just incredible. He's going to be juiced up. Nah. Expect a different Aaron Nola tonight. I'm, I'm talking myself into it, Jack. He's been so shaky recently, but give me Aaron Nola to absolutely smack the Astros tonight. You could probably cut the crowd in half by asking them how many of them were here from start to finish for the season. Not many. No. Not many. No, not, not at all. Not many. That's my gripe. That's my big gripe. That's not, no. They were because, watching, Jack. Because so many of these people who are just coming out of the woodwork to support this team now, they didn't give one singular ounce of what this team was doing all the way back in April. It, the probably, it's cared. just a joke. No, it's not. It's, it's just a joke. You're just seeing there the are people. a lot of bandwagon fans. My, my, some of my, two of my roommates You saw the same thing when the Eagles fans. made the Super Bowl. No. The Eagles so many people. Ba- You're telling me the Eagles fan base isn't one of the most diehard fan bases oh, no, I'm ever. Not, I'm not saying that. It, all fan bases are going to get bandwagoners when they start winning. That's just a fact of life. But the core. But it of just the feels Phillies, so many more. No, the core of the Phillies. It feels like there's so many Philly bandwagons when they win. No, it's just so many. No, they just love to be loud. The They've amount of random people I have wait. seen starting wearing Phillies gear over the past couple weeks is ridiculous. It's Ridiculous. just a fact of life in Philly. You you have Philly shirts. I've had so many, and I just wear them because I just pick a shirt and throw it on and whatever. But like, keep this same energy back in July. Oh wait, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. They were pulling twenty thousand a game. I was depressed going to that stadium because it was so few. Because it was a joke. It was it it was a joke at that time. It was a joke in September. Oh, it was awful in September. It was terrible. It's ridiculous. But what if I get to be fuming? Jack, you can't tell me that the backbone of the franchise is not the most passionate. This yeah. city the is backbone, the backbone is strong. The but... people going to that stadium, paying all that money, and not sitting down the entire game, those people care. Forty six thousand of those people care. Come on. In varying degrees, no, yes. No, a lot. Name a louder stadium. Name a more passionate fan base. You can't. You can't. Look. Case closed. Look, I will defend I tell you the what, Philly fans until my I tell bitter you what, end. I tell you what. 
you know, if we saw the Mets get farther this year, I think nope, not even they, close. They could have been not they, even. It, it would have been a Joseph Rowdy environment. Nope. So. How was it in 2015? It was pretty dang loud. Not this. It was pretty dang loud. I also don't remember that well because I was in like middle school. Yeah. So I wasn't really yeah. watching a large variety of these games. Anyway, we yes. do have NFL to get to. Go we, we need to move on. Uh, getting to NFL trade deadline reactions. We're going to go through every trade in varying time levels because some of them really aren't that important, but some very much so. I want to start off with one that is... We talked about it on air, and we're going to briefly go over it again. The finalized deal was Roquan Smith, the Baltimore linebacker, A.J. Klein, the 2023 second and 2023 fifth are going to Chicago. Big trade for Baltimore. We're not going to spend too much time on that one. But the next Waste one, after that, them. after that, Vikings and Lions, in division, NFC North, they make a trade early on. Yesterday, it was T.J. Hawkinson getting shipped from Minnesota, uh, from Detroit to Minnesota, correction, a right. 2023 fourth and a conditional 2024 fourth going to Minnesota. A 2023 second and 2024 third round pick going in return to Detroit. Great pickup, I think, for the Vikings. I think Hawkins is a very solid weapon. One of the better tight ends in the league. I'd say he's borderline top five, uh, but certainly in that top seven uh, range locked. I think he's definitely outside the top five. I'd take Goddard over Hawkinson. I think I think that's a conversation you can have. It's, I really It's do. a conversation you can have. I, I definitely think Goddard's better. But, I mean, you got the big... The big ones, the Kelsey, Andrews, uh, Waller when healthy. I think Waller's overrated. I do. Really? Interesting. He's good. Who do you He's think are the top good. tight ends then? I think Kittle's better than Waller. Really? When fully healthy, I'm oh, taking Kittle healthy, any day of the week. When both are healthy, yes, I agree, Kittle. I, Kittle I, I, every I was putting day. him in that top three category of him, every Andrews, day. Kelsey. Come on. Those are the top three. But then Waller, I think, is the clear four. I think Goddard and Hawkinson could be there with Waller. I do. Okay, that's how you get Hawkinson into your top five. I think I think Waller is just he's a good weapon. He really is. Mm-hmm. But he had one really good year and he's kind of fallen off. Like he's hurt this year, I understand that. But yes. even when he was healthy earlier this year, he really wasn't a great impact guy in this offense. It's just I don't know. I don't know. He's he's good. He's not great. That's just what I'm gonna say. That's okay. my take on it. Yeah. Bears keeping it involved. Chase Claypool goes from Pittsburgh to Chicago at 2023 second in return for the Steelers. Me, Jack, this confuses me so much. Can we just pause for a second? Why would the Bears do this? Why? What are you doing? Why would the Bears do this? Cha- why would the Bears? Chase why would the Bears do this? Chase Claypool is not like he's a number two. Yes, at best. And like, also, they were sellers. Why are they buying? Yeah, why are you getting a player? Why are you trying? Why are to you getting a player? Things? He's going to be a free agent after next year anyway. He's probably not going to stay in Chicago. Let alone things that are terrible. Like he's not like that the Bears good. are garbage. The Bears are garbage. And Chase Claypool's really blech. He, I watched him in Pittsburgh. He wasn't great. No. No, he was terrible. He can go for your big play every once in a while, but he's not a dependable receiver you're giving like 10 plus of targets a game to. It's like, what? I don't know. I don't. Un- it, it, no move confused me more. Go to Reddance. Get him off Pittsburgh. Yeah. So that's just my, uh, that's my take one on One dumpster it. fire to another. This <laughs> one true. just has a nice lake breeze to it. That's true. Not a really cold lake breeze. I wouldn't say nice. <laughs> freezing cold breeze. Not in the summer, you know. Yeah, but when you're playing games, it's, it's pretty cold. But we do have a message from the KU Notebook. Attention, KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, February 10th, with a performance by Hannah Violet. The terrific leader of the Hannah Violet Trio, her beautiful voice, whether on guitar or fiddle, will really draw your attention. There may even be a surprise to, 
surprise guest musician. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsonhoff at 484-336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Goodson University. KR, welcome back to Aviators, everybody. Wrapping up hour number one with our NFL trade deadline thoughts and briefly getting into our Week 9 predictions, starting with Thursday Night Football, Eagles, and Texans, just in a little bit longer. Mm, I other, wonder. <laughs> other big news. Yeah, I wonder who we're going to go there. Dolphins. Oh, my. Oh, baby. Biggest trade of the day. Bradley Chubb goes from Denver to Miami, along with a 2025 fifth rounder. Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first, and a 2024 fourth rounder in return to Denver. Big time trade for the Dolphins. They The trade the Dolphins made, so that way the 49ers could go up and get Trey Lance, they turned those picks that they got in that trade into Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle and Bradley Chubb. Incredible, incredible job by the Dolphins front office. That team is stacked. That team is one of the best teams in the league. I'd say they're a top seven what? to top five team in the league. Oh, my Lord. They're that good? Maybe they're 5-0 and oh in games where Tua didn't get concussed. Maybe top seven, but not top five. They're 5-0 and oh in games where Tua didn't get, didn't get concussed. I don't think good. And they just added a very solid pass rusher. Well, I'll have to see how it looks now, but I don't think Tua is very good. Wow. No. Sorry. He's got good weapons around him. Second best quarterback in that division, clear cut. Mm, yes. Well, were you about to say no? no I, was, I was going to, and then I remembered. Were you going to say Mac Jones? I remembered who we're talking about. You're uh, talking about Zach Wilson, well, better than Tua? Well, you haven't mentioned the first best. Bailey Zappi? Yes. He ain't better than Tua. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I was going to say, are you crazy? No, no. Are you crazy? Well, we'll see how my takes continue to progress after Philly's uh, Orioles. But... No, all right. He's the second best, but that's not really saying much. He's he's in. I guess he's where I thought Jalen Hurts was did, before this did, year. Okay, he's okay. Where AFC Hurts quarterbacks. AFC year. quarterbacks. Let's go through AFC quarterbacks. Who do you think is better than Tua? All right, give me Allen. Give me Mahomes. Those are the obvious two. Give obvious. Me Herbert. Okay, I agree. Uh, from a, a Lamar. Game. Yeah, Lamar. Obviously, uh, I'm trying to think of out of the box ones. Burrow. Yes. Tannehill. I'm, no. Yes. No. Oh my God. No. Yes. No, he no, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Let's let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes there, Mister Mitch. Realize it. Give me Ryan Tannehill is not good. That dude is a game manager. Yes, and he's damn good at that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think too. Does Ryan Tannehill lead the Dolphins back from thirty-eight to whatever it was, thirty-one ten against Baltimore? I don't think so. If he had Tyreek Hill and Jalen, no, Waddle, no yes. way, no sir. Yes. Nope, no. Yeah, he does not air the ball out like that. Tannehill mm. does not air the ball I out seem like to that. I remember quite a few deep balls thrown to AJ Brown last year. Oh, okay. Just because you air out a couple, one elite receiver. Just because you air out, just because you air out you a couple deep balls. You said he doesn't throw it down the field. What are you talking about? Okay, you throw a couple deep balls means you're a deep ball specialist. I'm no, not saying he's not Tua a deep is ball either. Specialist, no. I'm just saying I think he's better look than how, Tua. Look at how I the think... Dolphins score those touchdowns. They take the top off the defense. Tua would just fire it down the field. Because he's got two guys that can just put those numbers up. Give those to Tannehill. Anyone can be good. No. No. I think Tannehill is better. Uh, who else? No, I hate Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, probably Wilson when fully healthy. No. Yeah. Let's ride. Bra- <laughs> Russell Wilson this year? No. Let's ride. No. 
I am not ride. putting that asterisk of fully healthy. Let's I'm ride. Looking at, I'm looking at their sample size now. Two is better than Russ. It's it's not close in my mind. Russell Wilson's been atrocious. I don't know why I have this this thing against Tua. I I think it's exactly see, where I'm, I'm taking Allen. He's exactly where I thought Jalen Hurts was last year, and that's just not good. I'm taking Allen. I'm taking Lamar and Burrow. I'm taking no one in the AFC South. No one. Come on. And I'm taking Mahomes and Herbert. He's he's the sixth best Carr? quarterback in the AFC. Nope. What I'm taking about Carr? I'm taking I'm taking Tua. Okay, fine. Even if he were the sixth best quarterback in the AFC, now let's look at NFC quarterbacks. He's a top fifteen quarterback. Sure. Tua. Okay, he's top half. Good for you. But look half at how the good the quarterback are. position is. What? Look at how good the quarterback position is. It's not that good. I mean Davis Mills is starting in our league. But he's like a bottom feeder starter. He's starting on one of the worst teams. Yes, he's terrible. Okay. Who are the who are the Let's Colts go through. starting now? Let's go through. Mariota's terrible. Let's go through. I'm taking I'm taking PJ Walker is starting. Would you take any of Geno Smith, Jimmy G, yes, Matt Jimmy Stafford, G. or yeah. Kyler Murray? Maybe Matt Stafford. Yes, Kyler Murray. Yes, Jimmy G. I'm taking two over Jimmy G. I'm taking two over Jimmy G. I'll take Kyler over. Uh, Dude, Jimmy, Tua. you're telling me Jimmy G that led a team to a Super Bowl, to an NFC championship. Nope, I'm taking two. Come on, I'm taking man. Tua. Look at Jimmy G. Are you kidding me? Yeah, look oh, at Jimmy G. Man. Oh, this dude wasn't good till he got Christian McCaffrey. Oh no. He was What are you talking about? You think the Niners getting to the Super Bowl was on the arm of Jimmy Garoppolo? You want to look yeah. back at those games? I want to see how good that defense played? Oh, they it was You want to see how good that defense played? You want to see how many good offenses they shut down? Incredible defense. Yes. You want to show me a game where Jimmy Garoppolo threw, uh, got that offense more than 30 points? Continuing I don't think on. I can find one. Kirk Cousins, probably not. No, I Aaron Rodgers, not right now, but usually yes. Yeah, I'm, okay. We're taking Rodgers and Brady. It's a definite. Okay, fine. Uh, Justin Fields. Not taking, no. the, not taking the Saints, not taking the Panthers, not taking the Falcons, not taking the Bears, Lions. I'm not taking Kirk Cousins. I'll take Jalen Hurts. It's marginal. It's a yes. debate. And See, I'll take Dak. This is, this is what I'm saying. The Jalen Hurts thing. Like, I don't know. I think Tua is exactly where Jalen Hurts was last year. And somehow, whether it be just because A.J. Brown got here or because he actually became a better quarterback, Jalen Hurts is better now. What was that noise? I was moving my mic closer <laughs> to my mouth. It sounded like someone screaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jalen Hurts is now better. But, I look, I don't know why. I just Something in the style of play of Tua, I just don't trust it, especially in big moments. Yes, I'll take Jalen I might. He's I, I limiting might the turnovers that. a lot more this year than last year, though. That's good. That's a big step up. I, 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 yes, but will it continue? I doubt it. I don't think two is very good. No, I think they're a first round. This exit. is ridiculous. I this two is slander. Exit. This two is slander. First is round exit in the playoffs. I don't like Dolphins fans, by the way. Talk about a bandwagon. Well, speaking of the Dolphins team, they also just got Jeff Wilson from San Fran for a twenty twenty three fifth. Adds depth that backfield. Gives Mostert another option now to compete with. Jaguars. I uh, mean, it kind of keeps the. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was still in Dolphins mode. Never mind. No, yeah, you're good. I was like, uh, Edmonds just got traded away. What yeah, Edmonds did just get traded yeah, away. That was in so. the Chubb trade. One more trade before we go to hour number two. Calvin Ridley got suspended for the betting issue, which was funny because he got banned for betting on the Falcons to beat the Jaguars, and the Falcons just traded into Jacksonville. <laughs> for a 2023 fifth and a 2024 conditional fourth. Unreal. Wait, that's it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. What the? I don't know. So Calvin Ridley. So Calvin be- Ridley's going to Jacksonville. He will be there next year. Wow. So uh, look at that. That is look at that. Quite shocking. Bills. Dougie, Dougie P got a weapon. Bills. Dougie yes, P he did. That's that kind of reminds me of the Alshon trade, honestly. Or oh. not Alshon trade, but was it a trade or did we sign him? I don't know. I think he did sign him. He, I think they're similar talent levels. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 
So Dougie P, Super Bowl contender next season, the Jaguars. All right. Saxonville, baby. So Trevor Lawrence takes a big step up Courtney Mitch. We do have to step aside, though. Hour number I think two. That's possible. When we come back, final thoughts on the NFL trade deadline and getting into our week nine picks right here. Stay with us on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Kay, you are Kutztown. Yes, sir. I keep dancing on my own. Hour number two of Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley on the mic. Jack Heim. Living his personal hell. Wow, oh yeah. wow, oh wow. Yeah, that, that's kind of what's going on right now. <laughs> it is what's happening. Final thoughts on the trade down here in hour number two. Then we will go to our NFL Week 9 picks before shifting our focus to Week 10 of college football. The season is flying by. It is already November, our first November show. Well, I just want to, didn't say this hour number one, but it's my father's birthday today, so happy birthday, Dad. Hey. I know you're tuning in, so... uh Live it up. I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, they were actually here today at KU. No, uh, what? I missed them? Yeah, my sister uh, is thinking about coming here. No so she's way. She's in high school, so. I'm number two. Yeah, could be. Um, But that, that's still up in the air. Still, still getting decided. But Welcome to yes. our club. Welcome, Welcome to, to our club. club. Welcome, Welcome sister. Welcome, sister. <laughs> Welcome, sister. <laughs> oh, man. All what right. A time. What a time to be alive. Eddie. What a time to be alive. Yeah, the origin of that that call makes you touch them all, Jack sister. You'll <laughs> never find a better college in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug and play on words there. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, we are getting back to our final thoughts on the trade deadline. Bills make a couple of moves. They get Naheem Hines from Indianapolis. Running back Zach Moss in a 2023 conditional sixth goes in return to Indy. There, they also get safety Dean Mar- Marlowe. From Atlanta for a 2023 seventh. Now, you might be saying, why are you even bringing that trade up? It's 2023 seventh. It's not a big deal. It actually kind of is, though, because earlier this year, the Bills lost Micah Hyde uh, due to an injury he's done for the season. So they're getting some added safety depth back there with Marlowe. They have Jordan Poyer, who's a fantastic player. But, you know, they're getting other guys who can, you know, slot in and play a little bit of time. You know, Marlowe can split time with the other safety. I think it might be Taron Johnson who's back there. Um, not, not, Fully sure on that, though. But the Bills get another guy back there in the secondary. Uh, interesting trade. They get a couple of minor upgrades. That, but that also, the addition of Heinz really decreases Devin Singletary's role. For all you Singletary fantasy owners out there, interesting note to monitor. I just Pick up Naeem Hines or trade for him if you have if you have the ability to. You think Hines, he's going to be that big of a deal? Hines will be involved in this offense. He's I think he's the perfect kind of guy excuse me, to slot into this Bills offense. He's a good pass catcher, but he can also run the ball. Uh, you know, a little bit well Usually too. Usually, a running back so, can do that. Yeah, well, eh, not all of them. So, <laughs> just look at Mr. Fumbles. Mount I'm Florida. looking at you, Clyde. <laughs> yeah, just look at Clyde Edwards Elair, guy who doesn't really do good. So <laughs> that was that was mean. It was mean. That Sorry, Clyde. Sorry for the personal. Right. Sorry for the personal attacks, Mr. Elair. But um, yeah. Any other thoughts on the trade deadline, Mitch? Before we move on, um, you know, a few big moves, but not really the uh, the blockbusters I was expecting. Um, there were the most moves on deadline day, though, yesterday uh, in quite some time. I think maybe I the most ever. There were 10 trades. There were a few. There were a few good ones. But uh, we didn't see Kamara move. Uh, there were rumors of that, right? We didn't see Akers move. Interesting. So a couple uh, running Apparently backs. Akers says he wants to stay with the Rams, but they just need to figure stuff out. Or the That's Rams weird. want Akers to stay there. That is a toxic relationship. Girl, you need to get gone. <laughs> Moving on. You need to leave. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Get some help. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Oh my I'm goodness. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. MJ, great. 
I mean, the MJ's great. He had one of the most iconic quotes ever. I wish you guys nothing but best. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find that. I need to get that. I Next Monday that. show. Next Monday great. show. We're I, I will come back with that. I need to get that. Yes, oh I need to get that. Oh, my goodness. goodness. One of the best quotes. I forgot quotes. about that. <laughs> Literally, it was, oh, my. Every time I hear it, I just start dying year? laughing. It was recent. It was, was, co- I think it was a couple I, I years ago. it was but, you that showed me that. Yeah. Oh, so The funny. ceiling is, is the, the roof. roof. We have to end every heavy hitter. I wish you guys nothing but best. The ceiling is the roof. Can that be our new outro? <laughs> <laughs> our hourly outro. We'll see you guys in hour well, number two. We'll see two. you guys next week. And remember, the ceiling is, is the, the roof. roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, we have to get, get into NFL week, to our nine. NFL week 9 picks. Thursday Starting night. Starting off. With Thursday, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I, oh, it's okay. I was I was gonna do it, then you did it, and now it just looks well, embarrassing. Yeah, you're the Eagles, so you take Let's Thursday. Do night. it. Yes. Take Thursday night. I love that. As I sit here in my Phillies gear, I will not be watching a single snap of the Eagles game. By the way, this week, um, that's because Thursday night football, Eagles Texans. How, why does everything match up, Jack? We played both the Cardinals in the same weekend, and now we're playing both Houston teams on Thursday night. Eagles, Texans, this is going to be a rout. Eagles are going to be 8-0 and after this week. Jalen Hurts is going to go off. Miles Sanders is going to be running up the board, up and down the field. You can put it on the board. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be insane. Davis Mills is going to throw three to four picks. It's going to be embarrassing. Well, the Eagles are favored by a fat line, as you like to hear. 14-point <laughs> favorites. Ooh, give me the Two over. touchdown favorites. Give me the uh, Eagles money line. It is uh, the over. This game is currently set at forty-five and a half. Yeah, I, I made. I meant give me the Eagles like to be oh, over yeah, fourteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But forty-five. I don't know. Davis Mills goes for three hundred three touchdowns, one pick. Texans win 27-24. No, I'm kidding. Are you intoxicated? <laughs> uh, no, not that I know of, and not that no, I know. Of. No, it's it's that that is a definitive no. By the way, <laughs> um, gonna, gonna gonna clear the record. I love that. That He's is a definitive no. On hating the Phillies. There's there's a song called Intoxicated that Anthony Rizzo walked out to. Really? I think this year? Yeah, it's pretty cool. How about Bryson Stott's walkout song? Yes. I know I'll be a o a o k. I know I'll be a o. So I heard when they when I went to the game they've added back to back and I heard you proof. Yeah, because they've added back. Yeah, eight nine eight nine. I also um I also love Bohm's walk up song. Yes, it is bow, good. Bow, bow, bow. Fancy by uh or no famous by Kanye West. So anyways, moving on. Well, we will move on to a quick message from the KU Notebook. Attention, Ooh, KU smooth. community. On Saturday, November nineteenth at six PM in Rickenbach Theater, L C one thirty five, we are bringing KU's finest musicians and create creatives, excuse me, together for an incredible concert on campus. Broadcasted live by the par- by the department of Cinema, Television, and Media Productions live event class and hosted by Quentin Thomas Brown. Admission is free for this show that will have something for everyone from chill acoustic sets to bumping hip-hop acts. Come see The Blinds, Lanny Altmiller, Connor Gregory, Slightly West, and special guests Lance Shapiro and Griffin Moonstone for a night to remember. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are. Welcome back to Heavy Ears, everybody. Jack I should Hyde, join the blinds. Mitchell Stanley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's our next game? Next game, Next game. <laughs> one o'clock slate. Chargers Falcons in Atlanta. The division-leading Atlanta Falcons may the record hold. Wow. May the record show. 
that the Atlanta Falcons are in the, the playoffs. Let the record show Council's holding up two fingers. Week nine. You're out of place. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, week nine. Week nine. Unreal. It's already here. We're near Thanksgiving. It's going to be halfway, Jack. We're getting close to Thanksgiving. 18-week season. This is week nine. I can do math. Yeah, that's true. Chargers, Falcons, Chargers favored by three. This is one o'clock start time. Four and three, LA. Four and four, Atlanta. Mitch, who is your pick in this one? Oh, man. Well. Do you go with another bird team or do you go with. I don't know. This is a confusing matchup, but I'm going to trust the better quarterback here and I'm going to go the Chargers. Chargers. This is a very even matchup, I think, with the way the Falcons are playing. Now, you know, it could continue, but honestly, I think this is where the fall off begins. You're four and four. Sit down. You're not going to win this division. At least I, I hope not, because that would be crazy. But uh, I don't know. Give me the Chargers. I know I'm going to get some texts on my phone lighting up here from one of our loyal listeners of the show, Falcons fan. But uh, give me the Chargers. <laughs> Anonymous Falcons fan lights up Mitchell Stone. I've said his name before. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Chris. Yes, Chris. That's what I was going to say Chris. So yeah. there you go. Chris, thank you for tuning in, by the way. Um, oh, he was he was yelling at me for the, uh, he thinks SunTrust beats Citizens Bank any day of the week. Oh, oh, he thinks Truist beats. Or, I, why did I say Sun Truist? I think it used to be called SunTrust for just a little bit. I of time. swear it was because it's still SunTrust. Yeah, it's still SunTrust in my mind. Yeah, but yeah, Truist Park, you are correct. Yeah, um, it's just like how like some stadium names like will never be changed. Like for Syracuse, for me, it's always going to be the Carrier Dome. It's now yes. called like the JMA like Wireless Dome or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be called the Carrier Dome. Uh, it's just a way better name. Get this brand out of here. Sponsorships, yeah. money, throw that away. Was the Carrier Wells Dome. Fargo? Did that used to be Wachovia? Yes, it yeah. did. Like, it did used I to be the Wachovia Center. for like five years after that change. Yeah, yep. You know, I still call it uh, Market East instead of Jefferson Station down in Philly. Yep. Like, you know, some things just never change. Some things just never Truist never Park, he says, is a better atmosphere. That is completely false. We were there in the division series. It was dead. Come on. Give yeah. me a break. We can, uh, Mets and Phillies fans agree that the Braves are the third best atmosphere in the division. Correct. It's Dude, just, I watched City Field that Friday night game. That, that was, was a regular season game. That was rocking. That's what I. That's, that was that blaring. That's dude. why I was saying the Mets postseason could be just as good as the Phillies. Is what I'm saying. No, it like can't. if they're bringing that heat. Oh, come on now. It was good. The Phillies was a mile better. Which I get it. It's postseason. It's gonna. It's gonna be. And and City Field would have been even more amped up if they were in the postseason than that Friday night game. But I mean, as it stood. I, there was no atmosphere like that in Atlanta this entire season. No. Give me a break. Even the playoffs. I'd argue Mets City Field Friday Night Baseball was more energetic than Braves Division Series Game 1. I agree. 100%. I will absolutely not agree even, it's, Not a debate. It's close, but it's not even debatable. Yeah. Like, you know? So well, stick with your. We're going to move on to our next game. Mitchell's favorite quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. Oh my god! And the Dolphins <laughs> take on the Bears. Dolphins favored by five. I'm not going to waste any time. By the way, I picked the Chargers in the earlier game. I'm going with the Finns. I'm going to take the the Dolphins as well. Um, that, you, you, you don't like Tua? I like the situation Tua's in. Um, and now adding Chubb to the mix, I, th- I think this is a good team. I'm not Chubb. denying that they oh, are yeah, defensive. above Sorry, average yeah. team. No, they are I think you're talking Chubb. about Yeah, Nick yeah. Chubb. Like, when I hear Chubb, Nick is That's the person That's all I think about, dude. That's all I think about because he's hurt my yeah. heart in fantasy. Br- Bradley Chubb is very good, too. Sorry. So, so uh, look, Dolphins are a good team. Tua is a fine quarterback. I think he's average to slightly above average, but I don't think he's an elite quarterback at all. But he'll, he'll beat the Bears. Anyone can beat the Bears. And the Bears win 30 to 17. And Chase Claypool's Bears debut. <laughs> and Chase Claypool catches his fourth touchdown of the game. And Chase Claypool takes the top of the defense. There he goes. Claypool, touchdown, Bears. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Why can I see that happening? 
that's such a thing to happen to us. Would be. Panthers, <laughs> Bengals. Anyone can beat the Bears. Yeah, Any, right. Anyone. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> okay. Panthers, Bengals, 1 o'clock in Cincinnati. Bengals coming off that letdown on Monday night. Man, they got shellacked by the Browns. They got to come home. They got to play a P.J. Walker-led Panthers team who just got their hearts shattered in Atlanta when they had a chance to win the game and didn't. Yep. Give me the Bengals by a million. This game's not close. It's the Bengals. Um... You know, it's been one week of everyone poking fun at me for trading away Burrow. That was fun. And then, and then he puts up a stinker and Murray doubles him in points. Give me a break. I mean, look, I think it was a fairly even trade. I I believe in Murray more. But, uh, you know, so it's been a fun little victory lap for me this week. But this is going to be another one I'm going to have to take on the chin. Burrow's going to rock it. Panthers are going to suffer. It's going to be the Bengals here. I agree. I agree. Packers, Lions, NFC North Showdown. Green Bay favored by three and a half. This game is in Detroit. Three and five Packers, one and six Lions. Two teams that are scuffling, to say the least. Packers scuffling. have lost four in a row. Detroit has uh, it's been been rough. Well, it's a Detroit team now without Hawkinson. Yeah. Now they took away one of their best uh, one of the pass only catchers. good things remaining. In the- <laughs> yeah. It's now it's just Amon Ra and Blech. Yeah. And then they have DeAndre Swift in the backfield. Yep. Along with Jamal Williams and KU's own Craig Reynolds. So, hey, interesting. buddy. Packers win. Kutztown State. Gus Johnson said it on one of the games I was watching last year. I love it. Um, man, this is a tough one. I mean, everything says Packers win, but they're scuttling so bad right now, Jack. And I think this might be this might be a Dan Campbell week where I, you know, I hated on that. Oh, he's he's a joke. You know, stop hyping them up. You know, coming into Week One against the Eagles, this might be a week where it shows. Uh, honestly, give me the Lions to get their second win. Is that an upset? What's the line? Three and a half for Green Bay. Yeah, upset, upset of the week. Give me the uh, the Detroit Lions there. Motown. Yeah, I go the Packers because uh, because you're correct. <laughs> it's I'm just because it's because look, I think Aaron Jones is gonna have a massive game. Uh, look, the Lions defense. If is they would hand it to not him, good. No, he's been getting the ball. He got the ball a lot last week against. Yeah, the they need to consistently like him though. Do that. I agree. I agree, Mitchell. 100%. Give Aaron Jones the dang ball. None of these receivers can catch anyway. Feed the beast. Oh, none of them can catch. They're terrible. Oh, it's disgusting. They're awful. And then they stand pat and get no one at the deadline. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I need a, Aaron Rodgers. I need a receiver, please. That's embarrassing. No. How do you let your division rival Bears get Claypool? I'm not saying he's fantastic, but he's better than what you got. Someone. <laughs> Packers get somebody. Get this man like some help. Like that moment uh, when SpongeBob and Squidward are trapped, and Squidward's like, somebody, anybody, I don't care who. That's yeah. the Packers receiver. Yes, exactly. That is the <laughs> Whoa. Hit my oh, bell. Man. Colts Patriots in New England. New England favored by five and a half, three, four, and one. Colts four and four. New England. Mitch, what do we got in this one? Gross game, man. Uh, I couldn't this agree is more. Disgusting. Can Jonathan Taylor ever show up? And he actually tweaked his ankle, so he might not play. Mm, that's fantastic news. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. That's terrible. Um, yeah. How could you? I didn't no, mean I'm just it. Kidding. I was being sarcastic. I, know. I hope Jonathan Taylor has a speedy recovery. Um, I do not think it is a serious injury, though, on a good note. Yeah. I hope, well, whatever it is, I hope it's a speedy recovery, almost as speedy as uh, the Patriots running away with this game. Patriots are going to win. They're the better team. Um, man, I, just, I agree. I Look, I, who's, who's quarterbacking for the Patriots this week? I think it's Mac. Okay, so even with, because I, I think Zappy's better than. Mac I think the run game is just going to win out for New England. I think Stevenson and Harris will be able to run the ball efficiently. 
against this Colts defense. And then they Mack have will do enough to complement that too. Yeah, Kobe so Myers is a fine receiver. They'll do enough. This will be like a 23-14 type game. I yeah, think exactly. the wins. And they control that, it. that classic NFL score 2017. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have said run away with this game. but It's, it's not run away, but it's a controlled game. New England will control the game, and they will yeah, win. Yeah, it'll be like a 10-point and then 3-point because of garbage time touchdown to Pittman. Yeah, it'll be like a 13-7 game at the half, and then you know Nick Folk will kick another field goal, maybe a garbage time touchdown. So yeah. I'm, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning like 24 to like 16. Something like that. But uh, Although, you know, if, if Paris Campbell, if that wasn't just a mirage, you know, a mirage. A mirage. It's a big word. How do you like that? But uh, if Paris Campbell can actually be a consistent, you know, other weapon other than Pittman, this could be scary. So, you know, could interesting be. game to watch. I think it's relatively close, but I think the Patriots control. Well, I would agree with you there. We will step aside for a first break of hour two when we come back, wrapping up our week nine NFL predictions and then moving into college football. Plenty more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more coming your way next right here on Heavy Hitters and the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are Kutztown. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are Kutztown. Here on Heavy Hitters, we love our listener participation. We now love, my headphones work. We love, we love if, that too. Absolutely. We love when our loyal listeners and any listener sends in a take. By the way, if you want to send in suggestions or uh, possible more talking points on the show, go to our Instagram at Heavy Hitters KUR. Send us a DM about something you would maybe like to be talked about more on the show. If you also uh, have one of our predictions, Instagrams, that too. Would be yeah, that too. Uh, uh, so Mitchell's a nice Instagrams. Also, you can message there for that. But yes, um, we do love our listener participation. We had some takes we had some over the break. Interesting. We had takes some interesting in, yeah. messages come in. To our uh, cell phones. Let me start here. with one one correction, or not correction, more so an addition. The Ridley uh, picks they got in return, it could be moved up to a third or a second rounder if certain uh, playing player conditions are met. So I, I'm assuming performance and stuff, depending on how he does. Yes, one know. is a conditional fourth, the other one is just a standard fifth rounder. So right. that so conditional that can move up. Conditional can move up to potentially even a second round pick, which makes it a little more stomachable. Yeah. Um, next, next. Oh goodness. <laughs> we have. A score prediction. Did it? Did it? Did it? Chargers twenty-seven, Falcons thirty-eight. From our interesting Atlanta-based listener in terms of sports teams, <laughs> listen here, numbskull. Numbskull. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen whoa. here, pal. This man has quite the uh, the valid skull. No, 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 no. I'm just joking around <laughs> I there. Know. But no, listen here, pal. <laughs> Atlanta ain't putting up thirty-eight on. Who's on, catching on five the touchdowns? They, they couldn't even put up more than 30. They couldn't put up 38 on the Panthers. Well, actually, did they? 37. 37. 34. Yes, 37. Not 38, Not 37. The, see? So you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong, pal. You're that wrong. Whole one point. That whole one point makes all the difference. Yeah, it wasn't see, 38. You said 38. It was 37. If they double up on 37, come on. Like, you should feel embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get owned, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, I I just don't see it going that way. They put up thirty-seven see... on the Chargers. Nah, no, I that ain't happening. I don't see five. Not touchdowns. with not with Mariota. No, not a... well. That was our next take. Uh, Mariota is apparently the most underrated quarterback in the NFC. I think he's better than people give him credit for, but he's not the most underrated. Right, I'd say Geno Smith. Geno Smith. And maybe Kyler Murray. Leaves him bounds better than Mario. Kyler Murray. No, yeah, but he's not really underrated. Oh, yes. What? He's getting paid $230 million. How is he underrated? underrate him all the time. Because he is not that good. See? There it is. He is there not, it is. He is not worth there, being. How long did it take us? He's, he's not underrated. He's not that good. I'd argue he's overrated. 
How did they say he's it? overrated? Wrong, sir. He's Wrong. overrated. Under Section 32B of the me? contracts, it states he's quite clearly. He's the second highest paid. He is the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. NFC West. He's the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. No, he's the best quarterback in the NFC West. No, Geno yeah. Smith's better. This year. This year, yes. Yeah. On average, no. Anyways. Kyler Murray, second most paid quarterback in the NFL, most overrated quarterback in the NFL. That dude is not Stop. worth that money. He is Stop. not worth that money. Stop it. Who's three and five? Who's three and five and who's five and three? That's what I thought. No response from Mr. Smedley. Crickets, folks. The ceiling is the roof. The crickets are are so loud. I mean, really. It's just <laughs> Moving the silence, on. The silence is deafening. We had one more take. It was over in baseball. Uh, Matt Olson was gypped of a gold glove at first base. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he really broke it down there, folks. The Wrong. analysis. This is what you listen for, right? You know, let's pull some stats. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, he's breaking out the stat sheet. Uh-oh. Chris is in trouble here. Chris is in trouble here. Jack's upset by this. We can't give the Braves any credit on this yeah, show. Yeah, we can't let Braves fans have, no. like, takes on the show. What? <laughs> what is going on between the Phillies, Mets, and Braves fans right now? This is crazy. This is fun. Yeah. This is Ridiculous. Fun. I don't know. Defensive stats are so hard to get available on the fly. I'm just going to say I'm giving the edge to Christian Walker just because I don't like the Braves. So yeah, that's, yeah, no better reason needed. Yeah, exactly. Logic? Nah. <laughs> Bias? Absolutely. Let's do it. We'll find stats some other day. Yeah, stats are. Stats We're about are to have familiar. a whole offseason. Oh, actually, we no, we do have some it. stats. Hmm. Uh, he was also excellent at first base regarding Christian Walker, easily leading all MLB first baseman with 17 defensive run saves and 14 outs above average. Um, okay, those are the two most important and really most used defensive stats. He led all MLB first baseman in both of the categories. Uh, do I need to say more on why he won the gold glove? I mean, don't think so. Reese Hoskins is pretty good. <laughs> Reese Hoskins, defensive stalwart at first base. (laughs) Really, really scooping the ball pretty well. Oh, he missed it! Bradley! Let's move on to the next game. Uh, NFL, we're getting back into it. If you want to send in some roastable picks... They're not roastable. They, they were if, fine picks. We just disagree. Yeah. We just disagree. But if you want us to talk about any of your picks, any of your thoughts, once again, contact either me or Jack or Heavy Hitters Instagram. At Heavy Hitters K-U-R. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you do send a pick, prediction, or recommendation for the show, it is all greatly appreciated by both Mitchell and I. Love it, because otherwise we have to come up with everything to say. Yeah, and that's and not easy. You don't want that. No, no, you don't. You don't want that <laughs> at all. Man. Oh, man. Good times. Great being behind the mic. Love doing this show, Mitchell. Yes, such a, just such a Who blast. Who us a couple of microphones? This was a bad Who? idea, Regs. <laughs> no, it was a great <laughs> idea. We got to have Regs on one of these days. We do. Celebrate the, the World Series. Regs happen. might have to fill in for me if I'm down on Broad Street on Monday. Oh. Oh, you think about that, Jack? I didn't. We could be having a parade. We could be dancing on our own. I could phone you in from the parade. Oh, a live report. That'd be crazy. For for a little bit. Little spot segment. We'll see. That has to happen first. There might be a lot Back. of words in the background we can't air. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Coming from Philly. That's true. So Okay. Well, back to the NFL. <laughs> Bills, Jets in the Meadowlands. I'm at MetLife Stadium. Six and one Bills, five and three Jets. Bills favored by twelve and a half. Bills roll. It's gonna be a close game. I think the Jets cover, but the Bills will win. They go to seven and one. Stefan Diggs, multiple touchdowns. The Jets, the rushing attack. Do we see Michael Carter or James Robinson? Uh, play play good because Zach Wilson statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, I don't really love the Jets' offense. Give me the Bills to win. Man, I would love uh, 
this had all the makings of an upset of the week for me. Divisional game is one of the big things I look for. Um, the Jets have overachieved so far, I think, uh, compared to what all of us thought. Uh, and the Bills are, the, you know, that, that stalwart team that just rolls people. And, um, you know, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call this an upset of the week. I think the Bills win. But this is like an almost upset of the week. Close win for the Bills. Should have been bigger. Give me the Bills, though. Well, Close. you already had yours. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying. This one, when I saw the matchups, I have. Mine. I thought about this one. Is I all I'm mine, saying. But, but I think it'll be a close game. But I think the Bills do win, and they go to eight and one. Seven and one. Seven and one. They're six and one right now. Yep. Oh, they had their bye. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They did. Makes sense. Yes, they did. Does that mean the wait? Oh, wait. Does that mean the Eagles are six and one? No, we're seven, seven and one. one. Haven't had your bye yet. Oh wait, we haven't lost. I forgot about that. No, no, you, you did have your bye. Yes, we, we did. Lost. No, I no, we had our bye. I just forgot we didn't lose. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not used to this whole undefeated thing. Vikings, <sighs> Commanders in our nation's capital. Breaking news about the uh, the Commanders, by the way. Owner Dan Snyder has opened up the possibility of selling the team. Very interesting to note. Uh, he's probably one of the most frowned upon owners in all of the league. Uh, so interesting another, there. Another frowned upon owner, by the way, Jerry Jerry Jones. Yeah, what he got into this weekend. Yes, yes, I did. It was my Halloween costume idea. Yes. Remember I told you that? I wanted to be a blind ref. Yes. And uh, Jerry took it. Jerry you know what, Jerry? Great idea. Great costume. It was a good idea. I had the idea first, though. Yeah, it was Mitchell's idea. You got to copyright him for that, Jerry. <laughs> I'll take a nice check. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, Vikings commanders, though. Uh, Minnesota favorite by three and a half. Six and one. Vikings four and four commanders. Commanders have been uh, on a hot streak lately, winning yes, three sir. in a row. Taylor Heineke two and zero since taking over for the injured Carson Wentz. However, I think that changes this week. Vikings go in there. They're seven and one. They get a win on the road. Kirk Cousins against his former squad. Yeah, give me the Vikings. This is a pretty simple game. They added at the deadline. They got another weapon in Hawkinson. Who knows how effective he's going to be? T.J. Hawkinson touchdown. Yeah, well, you think so? Yep. I'm going to do what you did with the Hopkins thing and say not yet. Okay, but uh, you flip the script. Yeah, but um, you know, you got Thielen, you got um, Jefferson. Now you add Hawkins into that, and Dalvin Cook. Obviously, this team is very good, second best team in the conference. My boy Commanders Dalvin Cook, are not my boy Dalvin Cook. Love you, Dalvin Carson. Not Carson. Uh, Taylor will suffer uh, a loss to Minnesota. All right, going down to Jacksonville, Duval County in Florida. Jacksonville Raiders, Jags, the Raiders, Raiders favored by one and a half. I am going to go with the unfavored team. I'm going to go with the okay. underdog and I'm going to go Jacksonville. Not my upset of the week but I'm going with the Jags to pull out a win at home. The The vibe around the Raiders I don't like it right now. Give no, me Jacksonville. It's not good. It's not a good vibe at all. Um, but I, I just think that there's much more... <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> my leg was just kicked uh, while I'm talking. Um, he senses my disagreement. There's just much more talent on the Raiders than there is on the Jaguars. Um, Devontae Adams... Uh, Josh Jacobs will get back to a great week. He'll find the end zone. He didn't last week. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he probably will. And um, all around, the Raiders just strike me as all around better. The Jags had that hot start. They faltered. Uh, they will continue to falter. They uh, barely faltered? <laughs> yeah, dude. Sorry, that was awful. It was a joke that's been made so many times. Um, give me the Raiders. You just love saying that. I it's my favorite thing to say. How many yeah. times in a row have I picked them now? Uh, a lot. Quite a few. We can we can look back on that for <laughs> Monday show. I gotta stop doing it. It's the Bills and the Raiders. I always pick. I mean the Bills make sense because they're really good. But right. The Raiders. The Ra- I love Chris Berman. What can I say? Well, we are gonna move to our four o'clock games. Only two this mm. week. Seahawks, Cardinals, NFC West Showdown are you kidding in me? Only the two? Desert. Wow. 
Sorry. Cardinals favored by two, and it is my upset of the week. Wow, a whopping two points, everybody. Yours is three and a half. Yeah, I know. It's almost double yours. Not, not <laughs> double. Almost means nothing almost. in this situation, Mr. Spedley. Nothing. There wouldn't be no you and me right now if it weren't for the almost maybes. <laughs> Jordan Davis. Not the Jordan Davis on the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan Davis, the country singer. Well, this is a redneck rush hour. Upset of the week. <laughs> Cardinals fall to three and six. I mean, this team's just not good. Yes, Seahawks win. Geno Smith is that guy so far. I mean, DK Metcalf going to get in the end zone. Thank you. That Kenneth would be Walker awesome. is going to get in the end zone a couple times. Seahawks win 28-24. to I have both these quarterbacks on my fantasy team. I also have DK Metcalf. So Seahawks I... win 28-24. Give it to me. Wow, okay. It's a divisional game. I think they know each other well. Um, I'm just going to take the more talented quarterback in this situation. I think they both have good receivers. Uh, in Hopkins, in DK, and the supporting cast, you know, Ertz and, and Lockett is also very good. I think both quarterbacks have weapons, so I don't think that's a concern. Defense, man, whose defense do you trust more, Jack? Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. How wide's the margin for you? What? Uh, of the defenses. Uh, it's close, but I give the Seahawks the edge. Okay. You're just salty because they beat the Giants. No, I just um, think they're a good team, and they're better than the Cardinals. I think they're a decent team. I think both these teams are very similar, actually, and I think the records will even out, or get closer, not necessarily even out, but come close to evening out. No. I think the Cardinals get their fourth win of the year. Nope. Uh, mainly in spite of Jack Heim. Nope. That ain't happening. <laughs> that, that ain't happening. DeAndre Hopkins, touchdown. Yeah, he will. It in. He will score a touchdown. Thank you. Thank you for finally joining he me. He will score a touchdown, but yes. it doesn't mean the Cardinals are going to win. Oh, they're going to win. No, they're not. Oh, they're going to win. No, they're Watch not. Watch this. Rams Bucks 425 game of the week. Bucks favored by three. Three and four Rams, three and five Buccaneers. These are two teams who played in the divisional round last year, were double digit win teams. Terrible. And they have fallen off. They have derailed. This they, was a premier matchup last year. Yeah. And now it means next to nothing. Pretty much. It is it is horrendous what these two teams have become. It's shocking, isn't it? It like, is really shell shocking. Of their team. Uh, shells of their former teams. Shells of what they were shells last of year. Their quarterbacks. Like what happened? Matt Stafford is... Stafford and Brady. What happened? Yeah, really. What happened? I mean, the Bucks' offensive line is awful. True. The Rams' offensive line is not good either. And Matt Stafford's just old. Yeah. He's getting right, old. You were talking say. about old. I mean, Brady's, Brady's old. 45. Brady's, like, becoming an ancient artifact. Yes. <laughs> it's Put like, him behind glass. Yeah. Put, just put Tom Brady himself uh, in, in, uh, in Canton, Ohio. Yeah. Did you hear the... Uh, Pan- not the Panthers. The Rams seemed like they were in multiple deals trying to outbid some teams and lost. I know McCaffrey. What were the other teams I was looking at? Or the other players? I think I was they were trying at. to get Brian Burns from the Panthers. Yes, they they, they were, offered two first round picks for the Panthers. They, it didn't go through. Yeah. So Rams kind of whipped the deadline. They get yeah, nothing. They swung and missed. So which is better than not swinging at all. But yeah, at least I mean, you tried. Got to get something done. You know, take notes from Howie Roseman. So. He's awesome. Rams, so, Bucks, Mitch, who's your pick? I'm going Tampa. One. This is a really tough matchup. I think both teams are really bad. Um, but I think one of these will be a playoff team. I don't know who it is. Um, I like the Bucks. I. It's got Brady. Them got to get on track eventually, right? Right. Yeah. I, I, look, Cooper, not Cooper. Yeah. Well, a Cooper. Cooper Cup is playing a little banged up. Um, man, I, I think I'll join you on the Bucks, and I don't feel comfy. 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 Comfortable, comfortable. I think you just mixed comfy and comfortable. Yeah. It's comfy. Comfy. I don't feel comfy about it, Jack. I don't either, but the Bucks are home. Yeah, that makes they a win. difference. They win. Sunday night football, Titans, Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs favored by 12 and a half. It's a runaway. Chiefs win this game by a big time amount. The Titans blitzed them in Tennessee last year. Chiefs get their revenge. 
Uh, Juju gets in the end zone. Kelsey gets in the end zone. I mean, who doesn't get in the end zone in this game? The Titans. Uh, no, I think they <laughs> I'm do. Kidding. I'm Derrick kidding. Henry got a couple touchdowns. Chiefs win 35-14. I don't think it's that big of a margin. It I think is a blowout. Whoa. God, is that you? <laughs> it is a blowout. Um, I think Tannehill keeps it somewhat. Tannehill, nothing. Somewhat respectable. He's better than you Ain't think. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Tannehill and the Titans get no, I, put I, in their place. I think this is a game that uh, it'll at least be entertaining, I think. I don't know about that. I don't. I know about that. I Chiefs don't. are going to win it by multiple scores, but for like three quarters it'll be entertaining. Like so you Penn think it's State, like a fourth Ohio quarter pullaway? I think it's a Penn State Ohio State situation. Really? You think yes. it's you think the Titans are leading in the fourth quarter? Maybe not necessarily that much of a situation, but yeah, I think they'll be right in it for three quarters. Okay, you're going with the Chiefs, though, I assume. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Monday night football final game of the week: Ravens Saints in the Big Easy. The Big Easy. Two and a half point favorites are the Ravens. Lamar, 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 Jets. Lamar. I'm gonna need you to go crazy, my man. Uh, look, this is Saints defense that just completely shut down the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders can do anything against this team. I feel like they're playing better football. Alva Kamara sticks with the Saints after the deadline. I like the Saints to win this one. To me, that says the Saints think they have a team that can win when you're not they trading can bounce the big back. pieces. They think they can really win and win now and make a run. I mean, look, they're right in this division. They're three and, and five. And that's exactly why they probably didn't make the move. That's probably exactly why, Jack, because they are in this division. And Atlanta's going to lose this week. So they have a chance to tie the division. I don't think they do. I think the Ravens are clearly going to win this game. But I don't think the Saints are as much of a slouch as we thought. And um, look for them to be hanging around come week 16, 17, 18 for a wild card spot. Yeah, I agree. I think the Saints will be right into the very end. If I not like a division winner, you know. So, Well, actually, I, sh- I should totally reform what I just said because I forgot how just awful this division is. Saints are probably going to be a division winner. Yeah, I think I really think they could. And I said they'd be a wild card team behind Tampa at the start of the year. Yep, but uh, I gotta, yeah, I, I, said I mean, the I was same bullish. Thing. I said eleven wins because I didn't really expect Winston to go down and everything to start the way they did. But yeah, you know, I think they're going to rebound. They're going to get in the playoffs, and this is a team that's going to be a little bit different. They're you know, still they're still banged up on offense. No, they are. Yeah, they they are still hurt. Michael Thomas is out. Yep. Uh, they got Andrews Pete. They're one of the starting offensive linemen. Not not playing. Jameis Winston. He's actually healthy, but they're sticking with the hot handed Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, that's man, my uh, man that's an oxymoron. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Well, Mitch, that will do it for NFL picks. We have all of them in. You'll see how we will do. Um, but in the meantime, we will take our final break of today's show. When we come back, we will get into college football. The big headlines. The more details have come out on the Brian Harson firing at Auburn. Our Week Ten, uh, you know, previews on some very important games that came out this week, and the college football playoff rankings as well. And if time permits, a little bit of an NHL update that we will see about that. Though time does not look like it's going to give us time to do that, but we will see how that goes. So plenty passage more coming your way time, next. Jack. The passage of time <laughs> might not give us enough time. I don't know if that even makes sense to talk about. We're all NHL. running on Heim time here. <laughs> Stop. Prime time, Stop. Heim time. Oh, my. Oh, my. Prime Heim time. Well, like I said, we're going to break. Let me come back. College football discussion coming your way next right here on the radio voice of Cutsand University. KUR, final 20 minutes. Stay with us here, heavy hitters. 
And welcome back to Aviators, everybody, right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KU are Kutztown. We are back for our final segment of today's show, getting into college. I was college so ready to be back. Football. Back. Yes, you were you so noticed, ready. I was like waiting the at the excitement. microphone. The excitement. I could just see it on your face. Dude, I definitely didn't just put my headset on. No, no. I don't know what you're Stop talking it. about. Stop it. Dude. Well, before we get into our important game previews, we have some important news out of college football. Brian Harson, like I mentioned on Monday, was fired by Auburn as the head football coach. They also brought in Mississippi State Athletic Director John Cohen to come in. Apparently, from what they've said, they have given him the full reins to take over that you know office there and let him do what he's got to do. Look, he's got full reign. Uh, he can act as the full athletic director and do everything that goes into the job there. Because really, before they brought him in, it was kind of just a joint commission type deal. They were operating as like a like as a unit type deal, and really wasn't working out. Uh, the you know obviously with the Brian Harson firing, uh, just you know it didn't work out. It did not work out for Mister Harson uh, down at Auburn. And look, this Auburn job is one that is probably one of the most underrated in the country. They parted ways with Gus Malzahn after 2020. Malzahn was 67 and 35 with Auburn, 30 and 27 in SEC play. Brian Harson just goes nine and 12 uh, in 21 games, four and nine in SEC play. So they fire him in less than two full seasons. In didn't work out. Expectations were not met. But look, Auburn is probably one of the best jobs. Like I mentioned, it is a job that has so much that goes into this program. They are in the in the process of upgrading their facilities to become some of the state-of-the-art, some of the best across the country out of any school. They have plenty of money for the NIL uh, era that is that is already begun uh, in terms of paying these collegiate athletes uh, copious amounts of money. A lot of it is going to be ditched out. Auburn has plenty of funds for the NIL, NIL era. So, look, they just got to get the right coach in here. If they get the right coach in here and they could turn this around and make it a more appealing place to play, they could really make some noise in the transfer portal. And even do what some of Tennessee's done this year, not like the style, but get some of the quality players that the Vols got out of the portal to come down to Auburn. This is a very enticing job. There are going to be many guys who look at this Auburn job and say, you know, this is an appealing place that I can try to turn around and put my stamp here on this program. Uh, Early rumblings of the top two candidates that Auburn wants to look at. I mentioned on Monday, Lane Kiffin uh, from Ole Miss and bringing a familiar face back to the SEC, Hugh Freeze, who was at Ole Miss, got fired because of a big time scandal there. Now uh, at Liberty, uh, so he could be coming back to the SEC. Uh, that article for uh, for Freeze and uh, Kiffin was written by Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. So uh, interesting notes there. They have been pretty on it uh, in terms of what the situation is going on down at Auburn. So interesting to monitor there. We'll see how that works out, uh, how that coaching uh, coaching search, excuse me, goes. But yeah, Auburn, very int- very enticing job, very intriguing place. Uh, they can certainly assert themselves uh, back up at the top of the SEC like they were just a couple years ago. And they're going to get some benefits. Uh, you know, The SEC is going to shake up their scheduling, so they're not going to have to play this gauntlet of every team in the SEC West anymore in a couple years, I believe. So uh, that's an important to note as well. So we will have to look out for that. But Auburn, uh, if they can get the right guy in there, uh, they can be a very, very special team and among the top of the programs in college football. We're going to go to Tennessee now, though. We do have to talk about that. One of the best games in the country this week. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into the most anticipated matchup this week. Oh, baby, the big one. According to the playoff rankings, it's one Tennessee versus three Georgia. But according to the AP, one Georgia, two Tennessee. It's two of the top three teams. I'd call them top two in the country, both in the SEC East. They meet in Athens, Georgia. It's a 3-30 kick. If you have nothing to do, even if you have something to do, find a way <laughs> to sit down and watch this game. It will be one 
for this for the history books. It'll be one to remember. This Tennessee team is looking historic. If you look at them compared to the 2019 LSU team, these these stats are merely identical. It is incredible to see how these Vols look compared to the 2019 Joe Burrow team uh, for LSU. It, it's really, really phenomenal. I saw it. I'm going to pull it up. I found it on Twitter. Uh, I think it was from 24-7 Sports put it out. Uh, I will take a quick look uh, and find it so I can compare the stats. Let the record show I'm riding with the volunteers all the way. Yes, and you said that a couple weeks ago, Mitch. Yes. You're like, I'm a I, I get guy. it. I know that Jack hates bandwagon fans. I am officially a bandwagon Listen here, fraud. volunteer. Listen here, fraud. Hey, hey, you can shut your mouth. Listen here, buddy. Young man. Listen here, buddy. You know who stunk the, this year? The Big Ten. I'm the damn guy that named you Sue. <laughs> you know that song? Boy yes. named Sue? Yes. Who exactly we were talking like, oh, I just unplugged my headphones again. Because I stepped on the cord and pulled on the other cord, and now it's all messed up. I am still trying to find the stats. I think if I just look at Tennessee football, I can find We're it. back. But anyways. Mitchell is back. Well, I am, yeah. Mitchell is back. It's like I never left. Yeah, it is. It is almost like you never left. I'm really trying to find these stats. I found it earlier. I should have just retweeted it, so i got to come back and found it. But Okay. Um, we still love you. Somewhat. Comparatively, just off the top of my head, both teams were averaging over 49 points a game. They would they held their opponents to, I think, about 19 or something like that. Uh, so, look, these teams are very similar in, in stats, and it's incredible to see what Tennessee's going to be able to do on Saturday. Now, for Georgia, they did lose one of their big-time defensive players. Uh, Nolan Smith, one of their leading linebackers, is done for the season. Uh, it is a big loss for this dog's defense. He was a big leader for them. So his absence, absence, yeah, gotcha, to, buddy. Thank you. His absence will prove probably large dividends on Saturday. That being said, though, Georgia's still favored by eight points in this wow. game. Now, home field advantage just play a favor into that around three to four points. So I'd say if it's a neutral field, it'd probably be a Georgia Five. three to four point favorite. I've always heard home field is three. So. Yeah, it ranges, I think, from three to four depending on the environment. Yeah. So what we'll say in smack dab in the middle of three and a half. So we'd say. Georgia would probably be like a five point, uh, no, four and a half point favorite yep. on a neutral field. Four and a half point favorite on a neutral and field. And that could exactly happen. You know? and yeah. And, and, and if that, that happens, I, oh, what happened to the Tennessee Volunteers? No. If you lose Tennessee four Volunteers. And a half by, what, what happened? happened? Yeah. That was yeah, no. like oddly synchronized. That was. Tone but, um, but no, that would be a fantastic football game that I would love to watch. So honestly, all we can do is hope for that right there. So. Now, interesting note, Kirby Smart in his time at Georgia, 1-9 record in games where the opponent scores over 30 points. That's the magic number That's for me. That's what Tennessee does. Tennessee. This is a team that lights up the scoreboard. I mean, this offense is just, it's magical. It really is. Magical. It, it really is magical, as Gus Johnson would say. <laughs> it really throws shades back to the 2019 LSU team. I mean, it's Jalen like Hyatt. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hyatt is just as playing lights out at the receiver position. Hennon Hooker, who's like, you know, 27 million years old playing college football. He's actually only 24, but he is, he is older than Jalen Hurts. So uh, <laughs> that's a phenomenon. That's crazy. But, yeah, he's leading this Volunteers team. Georgia, Tennessee, both undefeated. Must-see TV. Sit down, watch it. It's 3.30 start time. KU's game will be over. That's a noon start against Westchester. Hopefully it'll be over, I should say. Are home there? But we are home this week. Oh, so okay. I got to be there. Fun. Yes, you do, man. Man, I got a busy Saturday. I got the KU football game. Then I got Tennessee. And then I got, well, hopefully I don't have a World Series game. You might, though. I might, but hopefully I don't. So, yeah. I mean, Stetson Bennett and this Georgia, and this Georgia team has to be able to throw. Brock Bowers, they got to get these tight ends. 
these receivers really don't dazzle, you know, razzle dazzle me for Georgia. Um, look, I like Tennessee to cover. I'm not saying they're going to win. I would lean Georgia, but I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think Georgia wins it. I think they win 34-31, Georgia wins. And it's, just, it's a real tight game. comes down to the end. By the power of Morgan Wallen, it's the same thing except reverse. Tennessee by a field goal again over a top team. Yeah, you know, I would not be – look, I am not strongly saying no, Georgia's going to win. It's not a strong gut feel at all. Nope. I'm just saying I like Georgia at home. This is a team that's – you know, look, Kirby Smart's got this team the right. The defense is weaker, though, Jack. The defense is weaker. I, I understand that. But Georgia's secondary is still really good. And it's, yes. it's the best secondary that Tennessee's having to play all year. So we'll see how Hennon Hooker and this offense is able to attack this Georgia secondary. Uh, I will be fascinated to see some of the matchups. Uh, Jalen Hyatt versus either Keely Ringo um, or, or some, some of the other very talented DBs in the secondary. Look, I'm interested to see, can Jalen Hyatt have some of the high-quality games he's been having? Like, can he have the game he had against Bama? He shredded Bama's secondary. I mean, Jalen Hyatt was uncoverable. Five touchdowns. I don't see that type of performance being mirrored. I think he can definitely get in the end zone a couple of times and go for over 100. But look, look, someone's got to shut down this Volunteers offense uh, to, for me to prove that they can be stopped. And that's the big test. Can Georgia do that? I'm not really sure. I wouldn't say shut down, but uh, I wouldn't say shut down, but I think they can keep him more in check than other teams have. We do have a quick message from the KUR Notebook Attention, KU Community. KUR podcast, a good sampling of our programming regularly on multiple different platforms. Some of our best talk programming can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Simply open your Spotify or Apple Podcast and search for Kutztown University Radio and listen to the many great podcast feature. Like us, Heavy Hitters is featured on Spotify. Yes, so if you cannot is. listen live, go back and listen to our past shows on Spotify. Thank you. It I've is done greatly that a couple times. Appreciated, as have I. It is funny. <laughs> Some of our older podcasted programming is still available on YouTube. Search for Kutztown University Radio to find them. Finally, some of our best music-based programming is podcasted on Mixcloud. Yeah. To go to our Mixcloud page, go to www.mixcloud.com slash KU Radio to listen on demand. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR, welcome back. Out, you can also download the Mixcloud app. As Yes. There is an app. There is there. a Mixcloud app. It enables I, you to I listen do have to it. Redneck Rush Hour, for instance. Many great shows. Linda would KUR. listen. Or- Linda, <laughs> Linda would listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's referring oh, to Listen no. with Linda, uh, Revolution, oh, Zap, so many great shows. One. Rock on the radio. I could keep rock going. on the radio. Yeah, we, we heard the. Uh, I was. SPI. I said I was going to say Listen with Linda just because uh, Linda was on right before us today. Yes. Usually, uh, so yes, and after us on Mondays. Yes. So, so that is if, that is it. If Linda with Linda with Listen, you would like to Linda with Listen. <laughs> you can listen with Linda. On the Mixcloud app. <laughs> yes, if you can't catch the live shows. Yes. Anyway, getting back to college football, oh, wrapping it up. I can't believe up. I said that. Penn State travels to Indiana. Not too much time on that one. They should win. They're going to win. It should it doesn't be. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it should be. should be. A I'm ready. Pretty, uh, pretty big game. Well, sticking in the SEC, we got Alabama, number six, traveling to Death Valley to take on the number 10 LSU Tigers. Oh. Top 10 showdown. Brian Kelly in his first year as LSU has done a great job. They are 6-2. and two. Bama is 7-1. and one. Can the Tigers... Beat the Tide? No. If, if LSU wins this game, they have the SEC West title crown over Alabama, which means it would be the winner of Tennessee-Georgia versus LSU, as it would seem right now if that were to be the result in the SEC championship game. Wow. Very important to note, can the Tide, can Bryce Young and the Tide go down there and win it? It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Bama's favored by 13.5. LSU covers, but Bama wins. Bama win. Bama covers, dude. Brian Come Kelly. On. Brian Kelly can't beat. Brian Kelly can't beat Saban. He just can't. No, not even close. He just can't. 
Gap in the quarterbacks, gap in the coaches, gap in the defense, gap in everything. I agree. Bama wins. Uh, but LSU covers. It's a 10-point win for the Tide. Oh, it's 20-plus. Uh, it's 45-30. Maybe no, 70. 45-35, Alabama. 45-28. Um, 27. 45-27. Okay. okay. Texas, 24, travels to number 13, Kansas State. And Manhattan, Kansas. Not Manhattan, New York. Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas State had a big-time win. They absolutely whooped up on Oklahoma State last week. 48-0. They shut them out at home. They host Texas this week, 5-3. and three. This is a big matchup in the Big 12. Kansas State is two games behind TCU as TCU beat Kansas State earlier this year. But if Kansas State wants to... <laughs> Kansas State wants to keep pace. <laughs> they got to win this one. Alec Martinez has been playing incredible for Kansas State. Quinn Ewers having a solid year for the Longhorns. Big Big 12 matchup. That is a 7.30 or 7 o'clock start time, excuse me, on FS1. Texas favored by 2.5. I do like K-State at home. Pull up that minor, minor upset. I'm going to join you on that one. And sorry for <laughs> saying Rager Country every time I hear TCU, but there's just a memory. It's, yeah, it's just a memory. It's vivid. in my head. It is vivid. Of the night we drafted him, Jack, and I was on the phone with my dad. And I was like, we're going to get Jefferson. Jefferson fell to us. Jalen Rager, wide oh, receiver. Who is that guy? What? <laughs> and I was so mad. And then I immediately started texting my friend Kyle. And I was like, dude, are you kidding? And then he's like, dude, I'm watching his highlights. He actually looks kind of good. And I was like, all right, well, I got to see these highlights then. So I look it up. And um, they were good highlights. But, I mean, it, it just did not work out. But I remember, all, you know, I just remember TCU's, like, Stadium and then touchdown TCU as he's like strutting into the end zone. Yep. You know, so I, I just remember lying on my floor trying to convince myself that Rager was a good pick. Yeah. And it didn't, and it, it didn't work out. <laughs> well, we are. We the have technology. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. SpongeBob references never get old. Never let you down. Giving you some other games to watch. Folks, we're in the midst of a 27-day consecutive football streak. College football stretches all the way out from Tuesday through Friday. Uh, and the NFL with wow. Thursday night, Sunday and Monday football. So we it is some of the greatest time of the year for football. It's the sakes. most so, wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it started last week. Uh, we're getting close to that time, Mitch, but not yet. Not yet. A little too early. Some people play Christmas music on November 1st. I am not in that camp. These are the... I can't. There's nothing nice that can go out over the air about this topic. <laughs> These are not good people. <laughs> How could you, people? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look what well, you did. Well, we have some action tonight. Central Michigan, New Orleans, Illinois. Yeah, they call it the MAC football conference oh. in college football. They call it Maction. Oh. And then Western Michigan, Bowling Green. Not really great games, but... I thought eh. you got hung up on the song. If you're we bored. have some action tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're bored, tune in. Watch some action. It's always interesting. Or watch there. the World Series. Yeah, that too. That also. Tomorrow, UTEP Rice, uh, App State, Coast Carolina. We're going to give you some more important games to watch. So Friday, Oregon State, 6-2, and two, travels to Washington, 6-2. and two, Pac-12 matchup, Pac-12 after dark. That's 10-30 on ESPN2. That should be a good matchup. Uh, Washington's favorite by 4.5. If I had to get my prediction, I'd like the dog. Give me Oregon State to win on the road. Washington. My Knowles, 5-3. They travel to take on the U. Big rivalry game. Man, I hate Miami with every part of my being, every bone of my body. It's like the Phillies of college football, man. <laughs> it's like the Phillies slash Braves of college football, man. I hate the Canes. Go Knowles, baby. Let's go win. Let's go win this FSU. Jordan Travis immensely improved this year for the Knowles. I would love to see us win. Go to 6-3. and three. It's been a really good, I would say, really solid third year under Mike Norvell so far. This team has looked so much improved uh, from his first two years. And really, uh, the the embodiment and the you know the overall 
just the way this team plays the game is it's just better than what, what we've seen over the course of the past five years and i love everything i've seen from florida state right now Ohio State takes on northwestern not really a game to watch kentucky goes to missouri florida a&m so just some sec stuff uh oregon they've been red hot they take on lowly colorado that should be a win illinois seven and one i mean what about that how about that that's crazy illinois football know. good weird Syracuse goes to take on Pitt. They try to bounce back after a loss against Notre Dame. Notre Dame hosts Clemson this week. Number four, they travel to, uh, I think it's just called Irish Stadium or Notre Dame Stadium, something like that. Anyway, Clemson 8-0. They're trying to keep their undefeated season alive. They are three and a half point favorites. Interesting game to monitor there. With that being said, we do not have time for NHL today. Just want to Bummer. thank everybody for tuning in to today's show. As always, check out our Instagram at HeavyEatersKUR for any suggestions We're gonna for world the show. The Enjoy show. your World Series tonight. Game 4, Phillies, Astros. Plenty of football coming your way this weekend. We will be back on Monday, potentially. Well, I will at least. Maybe Mitch won't. Uh, I don't ho- know. Well, hopefully I won't be because that would imply a parade. That would mean you're down at There's Philly a chance a on the next show that there's a, a World Series Phillies victory being talked about. Like, that's incredible. That's crazy. Well, the one more student. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> one more student programming show coming your way tonight. Outstanding Originals hosted yes. by Jason Fliegelman, 9 to 10. Just once again, thank you everybody for tuning in today's edition of Heavy Haters. We will be back on Monday.